Hello, it is Tuesday, March 23rd. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. Good show today. Hey. Great show today. <laughs> Not a lot happening in the world of sports, but we tried so hard. It's still an entertaining listen. I, I think, think so. And if you enjoy the show by the end of it, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like this never happened. Yeah. This is one of those ones you might just, you know. See you tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty self-aware show. We got, we understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous day today on the show. Cannot thank you enough for choosing to listen. Let's get to it. The world of sports is absolutely thriving. Now, you might look around the internet and see not much popping off in the NFL. Maybe somebody will get signed somewhere. Congrats to Kevin King. Corner for the Packers just signed a one-year $6 million deal. Not 100% sure if all $6 million are guaranteed. Probably a $1.5 to $2 million cap hit. That... Big Mo, bring them back, add some death to the secondary. But aside from that, there ain't shit going on. <laughs> right? there, there is not much going on. Uh, Master Week happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It carried into Brinks Week. Oh. Brinks Week happened. It has drizzled into this week a little bit. We got March Madness, but Sweet 16 doesn't start for a few days. <laughs> so right now, we're having a phone bonanza. Oh, yeah! How about that? A phone bonanza. Yeah! Uh, you, you can call in and one eight 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 Mad Dog. No, one eight eight Mad Dog said. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. was it one eight six? No, one eight eight eight. One eight 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 six two three three six four six. One eight 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 Mad Dog. Get on the lines. Let's break the records that we have. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts, what you're thinking, your questions, what you're talking about. We do have a guest in the second hour. I t- what's going on? Mid mid text of the group and goes, "That's not good. The phone just locked. Restarting." The show stinks. <laughs> Buckle up. All right, this Tuesday, March twenty third, is going to be three hours of live action. Okay, uh, it's going to be wide open here today. We'll talk about some NFL teams. We'll give out some future bets that are available right now that Tone Diggs likes in a uh-huh. brand new segment called Tone's Future Fortunes. Ooh. I think we're, we're even making a graphic potentially for that so it has its entire thing. Diggs will give out some locks coming into next NFL football season on what he feels like who's going to win the division, where some good money. Uh, Sweet 16, we'll have a little bit of conversation about that. A lot of teams you never fucking heard of are in there. Okay, mm-hmm. And that's what Matt this is all about, okay? And we made a graphic. <laughs> Zito, Zito made a graphic. Zito is very proud of this one. Oh, baby Z. Thank you, guys. Uh, Zito screenshotted somebody else's graphic and then put two little side cards on that thing yeah, to make it appear smart. as if it was ours. Not a bad move, Z. Yeah. Z did spend 10 to 15 minutes attempting to make our own graphic, mm-hmm. realized that it was going to be a bit difficult. So now we <laughs> just stole March Madness's NCAA. You guys got enough money. You don't pay the kids yeah. anyway. So That's right. we a shout out. We'll talk about what's going on in the tourney, obviously. Uh, we'll talk about there's a there's something coming on in this NFL owners committee stuff where they're starting to vote on stuff and, and I don't know when this meeting is it might be happening in a month from now it might be happening sooner than end that. of March end of March okay so a couple weeks from now or maybe this week yeah yeah there's a vote happening 17 game season is either gonna pop off this week or or not next season 
Um, also, Sky Judge is being talked about. So mm-hmm. this is something where the previous meeting, I believe they pitch rules ideas. And they're asked to be very creative with these rules ideas because maybe your incredibly obnoxious idea could lead to another thing that could make our game better. And there's an entire committee that is committed to changing the game, evolving the game. We've seen the rules change a lot over the last 10 years, whether it's technology or whether it's fantasy football, whether it's safety. You've seen a lot of things happen. The kick off the extra point uh the way people are allowed to hit a strike zone everything there is a even reviewing. Remember, that wasn't even something that was happening 10 years ago or even maybe a little bit more than that. But there's always things evolving. So in the previous meeting, I do believe the teams are tasked all year to show up at that meeting with these ideas. Like, hey, this is how we make the game better. Some of them are ridiculous. Then I believe there's a group of people that kind of sort through those. And then this particular meeting, I believe, is when they enact some things. I think this is when they start enacting some things. The 17-game season potentially comes to be, I would assume it's already been voted upon behind closed doors without official vote because the 11 year 110 billion dollar media deal mm-hmm. i would assume revolves around a potential 17th game plus an extra wild card weekend game on on each day or whatever so i'd assume that's already in there but the sky judge potentially becoming something is very good for football and i'm not just saying that is somebody who you know isn't scared to let a referee know like hey you're a pretty big part of this you, you mm-hmm. need to stop fucking up like i'm i'm not i'm okay but also if, I, if there's a good call, I'm also like, hey, ref, that's a good call. There it is. Like, I feel like I'm very balanced with that whole thing. I always have been. Uh, even whenever I played soccer as a child, always very communicative with the refs. They didn't always love it. They didn't wonder why a 10-year-old, 11-year-old was giving them like a, hey, good call, or hey, can't have it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So there's always that type of thing. But as I got into college, you do as a kicker, you always are talking to a ref whenever you go out to get the ball to kick off. So I, I naturally already have conversations. And then when you punt in college, you're like, uh, which foot? You know, like, well, watch some film. Okay. It's a big one. It's my right. But that conversation used to happen. Then in the NFL, the ref's standing right behind me. The head ref is standing right behind me. And if they have any personality at all, they're going to give me like a little good luck. And then I am obviously, if somebody talks to me, I'm going to say something back. Mm-hmm. And in turn, I feel like I have a, a pretty, I think I have above average relationship with referees than I don't want to say anybody's ever played before because I think quarterbacks have that relationship with them. But I talked to refs on a very regular basis whenever I was playing because I always had a lot of respect for referees. I understand it is a terrible position to be in. Nobody's showing up at the stadium or the arena going, go stripes. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Nobody. They have no fans. Nobody's pulling for them. The only people that are pulling for them is whenever they fuck over the other team. So I understand that it's very difficult being a ref. And with the advancement of technology, the entire world gets to see something that the people that are literally in the middle of the arena aren't allowed to see or don't have the privy to see so that causes especially with social media with the group thing and how things can trend like that some of these refs look like the dumbest fucking humans on earth and they don't even know it until they put the whistle down they get in that locker room they open their phone up and it's bling, ding, 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 text messages from all their old friends do not look on the internet right now <laughs> also probably get a cop to escort you out of this game <laughs> it is not a good position it's not an easy position so the nfl helping those refs out with somebody above that has has access to all the replays and just like in the XFL uh, before the, you know COVID came in Hi-ya! Yeah. they had the Xbox controller they had the video they, they had the, the camera on the person they had the transparency of the conversation happening between the review Xbox person and the ref on the field so literally as you're watching you're watching what replay they're seeing 
you're hearing the person go, well, I, we could see how you saw that as two feet in, but really that toe took, so that's not a, that's not a completion. And go ahead and just, you don't have to run a hundred yards to go look into a tiny little thing. We don't have to act like there's anything else. You can actually, by the time you go to set the ball, I'll already have that thing done for you and just say, after review, actually incomplete, go back. Everybody watching at home understands, the entire stadium understands too, because on the Jumbotron, you can put that information up there. It'll expedite the game. It'll expedite the review process. And ultimately in the end, it'll make the game a much more fair game where you don't have to rely on a potential back judge getting the yips and throwing a, a pass interference and then all of a sudden the game's different. Or a holding call that happens on every single thing but that kills a drive in the third, fourth quarter and you're giving the ball back to an incredibly offensive team. It's just like there's some calls in there that we can't review currently or maybe a ref messes up and we all see that if we could get that thing fixed quickly, man, why don't we do it? Especially with the billions. Hey! Billions of dollars that are being gambled upon on these sports now. Let's not let some zebra, okay, who is either good or bad at their job, that was potentially put in a bad position that can't see something, but the rest of the world can, so we're all fucked because of it. Let's go ahead and try to change it if we can. The NFL can vote on that at the end of this week. I hope they do. At Tone Diggs, your thoughts on that? Bob? Even though it would be awesome, there's no way they allow the audio of the Sky Judge talking to the, to the ref on the field, right? Could you imagine? Like, hey, I don't know. Because the if there's there. any, if yeah. there's yeah. any lack of confidence, if there's any in the review person going, oh, if there's any of that sound, if there's, if you hear, <laughs> they don't even if, know. <laughs> if, you, if you even hear a, uh, or like maybe a, like in, that, <laughs> any of those sounds happen, it's going to immediately oh, call maybe. for an uprise. Yeah. So I would assume they won't let the audio happen. Now everybody will say that's because, well, that's of course because Roger Goodell's got them on the line and going to change the rules or whatever. Mm -hmm. People will say that conspiracy, you know, fodder will begin off of that. But I do believe it's because there is a chance that the human that's doing it could go. Ah, man, I don't know. <laughs> that this, on the internet, just what, that audio clip. That would kill. So <laughs> yeah. the, the immediate thought is it would be dope if they were able to do it exactly how the XFL did it, mm -hmm. which is what I was laying out. But to your point, probably not going to be able to have the audio. Everybody's going to say that's because they want to be able to tell the refs what to do. But I assume it's because maybe, hey, listen, listen, you, you, I'm not going to be the one that no, says no, that. No, I, no. I don't believe that theory, but if you want to run with that and you firmly believe it, who the fuck am I to tell you that's not what's happening? But the the thought of one of those review people being a little bit not, you know, certain about what mm. they're calling and then that game ending and then something happening and somebody getting fired and no playoff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's just so much dependent upon all that. I would assume that's what they're thinking about. But as long as they're even thinking about making this happen, I'm pumped about it. At Boston Connor, I would assume everybody's gonna assume Bill Belichick's gonna hack right in <laughs> uh -huh. right into that sky judge talking to the ref on the field, and it'll become conspiracy conversation for all time up there in Foxborough. Well, is the sky judge gonna have the Alberto Riveron standard of what oh, a penalty no. is, or are we all True. gonna be on the same page here? And now, I Zito, mean, Zito, you're making a sound there because fellow Cuban brethren, Alberto yeah. Riveron, uh -huh. was put Twice directly Twice. into our sites because he became the person that was in charge of overruling uh or overturning pass interference challenges which i have been for forever yeah. like i have been that's a 55 yard penalty yeah. potentially oh. okay and they're like well it's too close to call it's an opinion it's like well it's a 55 fucking yard <laughs> penalty can we not potentially figure out whether or not it's right or wrong so then they put that into review after the Los Angeles Rams Saints game and playoffs. We all saw that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then Alberto Riveron was now the uh, 
uh, Dean Blandino. Yeah. He was now the Mike Pereira. He yep. was the guy that ultimately was overturning these calls in these primetime games that we saw. Now, I'm not saying he overturns every call in every game. I do believe there's probably a flock of people in a room, and I think I've seen a shot of it. It's just basically people with chairs like an office yeah. with just mm-hmm. TVs everywhere. PI committee. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But I just automatically assumed in a primetime game, like, okay, this is Alberto Riveron doing this. And there would be blatantly obvious pass interference happening, and they wouldn't overturn it because they didn't want to basically, in my eyes, Alberto Riveron didn't want to make the on-field refs look bad. Because the on-field refs were not happy about the potential chance of a challenge of a pass interference because that's a judgment call. So now you're taking away my judgment? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're stripping me of my judgment? I am a referee. That's what I am. So Alberto Riveron, I thought he was sticking up for them all the time. Turns out Alberto Riveron sent us a message via one of the previous yeah, refs uh-huh. to tell us. <laughs> he was told to be on a completely, it had to be clear and obvious or blatant or whatever. So even though the entire internet might have agreed on something, Alberto Riveron had to hold the ruling to a different standard. That's just stupid. Like, let's get X players in there, okay? And obviously they're gonna be like, well, maybe there'll be a conflict of interest. Okay, get a bunch of them that just can go in different games. Get an X player in there, now you're helping out retired players. Tell them exactly what you're looking for. Let them be the judge. And by the way, if they get it wrong, have them fucking speak. Have them come Mm -hmm. out and speak about why they made the decision. I think that'll make everybody happier, but holding calls as well, that's a 10-yard drive killer. Pass interference is a killer. It's just, there's a couple rules in there I think we could expedite, and I'm happy they're voting on it this weekend because at least they're thinking about it this Um, So the 17th game probably going through. Hopefully Sky Judge does too, but I believe the 4th and 15 7 onside was 16-16 last year. I assume they're voting on that again too, I would think. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that because if you're a defensive-minded coach, I assume you're going, no way in hell are we doing yeah, something 15. No. Because what we just said, pass interference now extends the game. If there's a a hold or a grab, uh, first down, automatic first down, there's just there's so many things that can happen in that. And the surprise are, are the onside kicks, not surprise onside kicks, but onside kicks continued to fail miserably this yeah. year. I mean, young ho, coo, shout out. Shout out. And, uh, oh, my God, uh, he was on the show. Sanders. Jason Jason, Jason, Sanders, Jason Sanders down in Miami. He also very good at it. Very, But there's only a couple. I don't know, man. The 4th and 15 would be electrifying. Oh, yeah. If I had money on that game, oh. what, if, what if a pick six happens? Yeah, or a pass interference that has to go to the review booth oh. on the onside kick play. Then you got the then you got the Xbox uh, controller up there <laughs> yeah. like, ah, well, I don't oh. know. It wasn't egregious. Well, it's 1st and 15. There's four seconds left. They had to go for a Hail Mary instead of the onside kick, right? So then if there's a defensive penalty on a – if they run a hook and lateral or whatever it is, that extends the game another play. Yeah, mm-hmm. on time down. So then that onside kick becomes, uh, you know, fourth or first and 15 – or fourth and 15 that then becomes a first and 10. It would get pretty electrifying, but yeah. there's, there's a chance you could get royally fucked out of something, which I assume is also a thought happening in yeah. these votes. Is there any chance you think that they do change? You mentioned the holding call for the offense. you think they'll change that to a five-yard penalty so it doesn't no. destroy I've the I've been drive? pitching that for a long time, yeah. too. I, I don't know why. I don't know why defense that— Defense would be pissed. I don't know if they would. I, I think defense would even be like, yeah, when we hold it's five, when they do it's ten. Yeah. We, you know, like, it's still—five yards is still— in the game of we need to get 10, yeah. five yards is still good. But the 10-yard holding penalty is just 
so devastating to a drive. It is yeah. it is just fuck you're done basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's second and 20 or something like that. It's like you got no shot. You might as well just punt. And possessions are so important. A 5-yard loss that's like a sack. Okay? So mm-hmm. like that happens. The 10-yard loss though is a massive sack. That's quarterback sprinting back. It's just I think the holding penalty should change. I think the sky judge should change. And as somebody who you know has I believe the record for the most amount of successful onside kicks in one season. I'm tied with somebody, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is the most selfish. Yeah, if I had to vote, I'd say, yeah, yeah. get it out. <laughs> Nobody ever kick them ever again. That'd be nice. No. I think there's an art to kicking on sides. And I think you saw Young Hoku was mm-hmm. good at it. He was a talented ball striker. But I think with the rules, it has then led to people saying, like, all right, I'm not going to waste my time potentially ripping my groin, breaking my toe, which is what you have to do whenever you're kicking a high hop onside kick. You have to just jam your toe straight into the top of the ball. It does not feel good. It hurts. Your hip flexor hurts. Your groin hurts. And to get good at it, like, you have to work. Like, I used to have to work, like, two, three times a week in the offseason on these things to get good because I wasn't great at the beginning of my career. And I was like, I should be. Like, I could do anything with a soccer ball. I can do anything with a football. I should be good at these. And I had to go to work, and I remembered why I wasn't good at them immediately upon starting to practice. <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as you start, it's like, oh, my God, my fucking toe just got you, your – obviously, your toenail turns black and blue. You have yeah. that entire mm-hmm. thing. But then also, your shoes, your cleats are, you know, fine leather now. Oh, so, yeah. you're starting to, like, rip a little bit at the seam. I mean, it is – you got to really commit to it. So that's why I appreciate whenever somebody hits a good onside kick because yeah. I'm like, okay, that person has worked on that. But I think a lot of guys are like, I'm choosing uh, no pain with the way the rules are kind of set up. It's going to be hard to see. I'm going to turn that thing on the side. <laughs> I'm going to spin it. You know, that worked that one time mm-hmm. because uh, Cowboys special teams was just absolutely yeah. stooges out there. But to get a good onside, you got to really work at that. And guys used to do it, but I can understand why guys won't anymore because it's like we got no chance of getting this. We got five on one side. We can't even overload. We can't even run up. They have to be at a standstill, so we can't run any stacks, which could potentially because you're running like sets over there. You have one guy going, and then somebody's looping around so that person can get it. You're running like actual routes on those guys if you get good at kicking that thing. And it's just like now there's no chance because there's no running starts, no overload, anything like that. So they killed the onside. I kick, but they killed it because CTE, which, by the way, yeah. I'm happy they did it. Right? Mm-hmm. For the good of the game. For That's the right. good of the game. Was there someone that like told you, hey, this is how you have to do it for it to be good, or was it always uh, known this is how? Trial and just- error. It's trial and error. There's a couple guys that used to be able to do it with the inside of their foot, and that I tried that a couple times. I'm not flexible. Yeah, because so we got a little camera on it there. Shout out to the hammer dying. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> um, is this one easier? Yeah, yeah, that one would be easier there. So whenever you kick an onside kick, you're basically go like legitimately going straight down on the ball with your toe, hitting the peak of it, and then trying to clear your foot out of the way so that it can bounce behind you, basically. Okay, so to do that, you have to give your hip flexor has to open that thing up, your groin is pulling, and you're just going straight down on the ball, bang, and then it's going up into the air behind your leg, basically. Okay, there's a couple guys that were able to do it with the inside of their foot. Janikowski was very good at it. Mason Crosby was very good at it. He used to be able to do it with the inside of his foot. I don't know how 
the hell he did it, where they would just drive the inside of their foot into it, and they were able to. I was never able to do that, but it used to be an art. Janikowski used to be able to fucking just pop it. Like it, it would seem like he was doing nothing, and I think that was why a lot of people were talking about how good of a soccer ball striker he was. And I was always like, ah, I'm pretty fucking good too. Like, <laughs> and he was like mm-hmm. so good at it. It like made me better. And Crosby was another one. But now you could see how you wouldn't want to spend 40 minutes of your time jamming your toe into the top of a football whenever there's a chance that you're going to have no shot of getting it. That's why I have mad respect to Young Hoku and Jason Sanders making it happen. Yeah, to your point, like I feel like six or seven years ago when a team would line up for an onside kick, there was like a legitimate like 15% chance like, hey, we actually might get this. Now it is virtually zero. Yeah, so it, like it, it's unfortunate because I do still love the onside kick. It, I, I mean, it just... You, it, you love the thought of it. it yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. Like I love the thought of the onside exactly. kick. And I think because they changed the rules. Now a lot of people would say that the rules were changed because of what we were doing in Indianapolis, which... That is quite an honor, that whole thing. But with the way the rules have changed, I, I talked about the first year when the rules changed. I'm like, ah, these guys just got to get better at onside kicks. And then we saw it again the next year, and I was like, these guys got to get better at onside kicks. And then I asked somebody, I'm like, yo, why aren't you guys like fucking working on it? He was like, man, there's like, I mean, we watch film, nobody's open. Because like, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you can watch film of those onside kicks, and you can see like, oh, if we would have hit it a little bit further, there was a guy that would have had a chance to get it. Or if we would have hit it, a little bit more inside towards the number there was a guy now it's like they're all met five yards there's just no chance really you got to get real creative i'm like oh that makes sense so i think we all love the idea of the onside kick i love the idea of the onside kick i enjoyed the hell out of the onside kick but i think with what the rules have become due to health and safety uh of the future i think it's damn near impossible to get great at those again i don't think it's gonna be possible and the one thing i do wonder too is like and and we'll see if they actually do it but if you have like a just a juggernaut offense like if they would be able to like use this to their advantage and get up to the point where it's like there's no way they could come back yeah well the fourth and 15 thing you think to yourself like what you just said. If Patrick Mahomes and the boys are rolling in the first quarter, yeah. after they score, okay, let's go fourth and 15. Okay, let's do that again. We're all, they're, I think they're only allowed to do it two times. I assume you'd have to save one. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's going to be rules, I think, behind it, that whole thing. You're only allowed, maybe, maybe they'll be only within like two minutes. I would assume if it made sense, it would be a fourth quarter, too, like that type of thing. Like within two minutes, uh, either half or yeah, yeah. you're allowed to do it. Because if you're, if you're the Chiefs and you – have a drive where it appears as if the other team can't, can't do a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like, let's run that thing back. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, let's run that thing back. Let's go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you got, it's like in a track race four by one when you got some blazer running uh, anchor or whatever, mm-hmm. but race is already done, pal. Like the offense doesn't, they're going to have to figure that out. So I would assume it would be a time restriction and that whole thing. But I think I'd be pumped for the fourth and fifteen. I think I would be the last person that people would expect to be mm. all in on this. But it just feels as if you're you're left with no shot as a kicker to really make something happen. Now I, I don't want to change the subject. Jay, did you just answer a fucking phone call in the middle? Of, did you see that? <laughs> oh yeah. Ty was talking and Jay's on the phone in the <laughs> what? back. What? What's good? Yeah, we get random like uh, yeah. bad. Phone There's number four calls last week. Here. There's it's, key it's bank insane. calls this like once a week. You know, <laughs> From across the street. Yeah, I think so. I hate them. <laughs> what the hell? I hate them. Just wanted to check in, see how you're doing. Hey, Jay just hey, literally while you were talking, Jay just picked up a phone maker. I'm like, yeah. who the fuck is Jay talking? To? Last week we had Bank two tone. car warranty ones. It was kind of weird. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of those lately. Hey, spam. Uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So what happens? My uh, unsubscribe thing expires. It must I believe yeah. so because I'm uns- I'm getting shit in the emails again that oh. I've unsubscribed to mm-hmm. a year ago. I think and they just put that back out there. Oh yeah. 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 
Have you gotten the calls yet where they say there's a warrant that's been issued for your arrest unless you, you can, you can resolve might, it? My God, I've got a few. Some unfinished business back in New York, well, I guess. We did do a background check, but goddamn. <laughs> I mean, anything can slip through the cracks there. So what's yeah. going on now? You're getting called, they're saying, and then you got to give them your it's, social. It's and like, yeah, it's, it's like an automated message. So it's like, you know, that's Stephen funny. Hawking's speaking spell. Hello, <laughs> there is a warrant out for your arrest. Please call that number to resolve this issue immediately. Also, if you could, what do they do? They they get your social security number. Yep. And then what does that do? They can get into your accounts with your social security number. Everything. Open Everything. Up, Open up credit, credit cards, cards in your name. Buy houses under your. Yeah. yeah. That's unbelievable. Oh yeah. Hey, those super smart folks. Whenever they decide to go that way, I mean, they know it too. Now they, they absolutely know it. I guess. I guess there's an entire documentary about these super smart people that just, you know, 8chan, 4chan, whatever the hell that is <laughs> on the QAnon thing. Dangerous. Yeah. I get, you got these super smart folks that are just like, oh, I've decided I'd like to ruin your life. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Didn't that almost happen to Connor? Yeah, yeah it, did. it did. Wait, you got your social stolen? No, no, identity in Rhode Island. Some, well, guy, also- some guy stole my stimulus. So also your social security. His, right? That is definitely part yeah. of the package. Hopefully, if you're I was talking about the hackers coming at you. Oh well, that, yeah, the hackers did come at me. We will not speak on them anymore. Oh, because you said you were talking about UFC. Not me. Not anymore. Yeah, you were. I, I don't. Uh, I said yeah, it's been scratched from the record. Yeah, dump it, dump it. Let's go to Wolfie and Charlotte. What's going on, Wolfie? Big Wolf. What's going on, boys? Hey, just hanging out here on a Tuesday. We basically hammered home all the things there is to talk about in the first 20 minutes, and now we got two hours and 40 minutes, pal. What do you want to talk about, Wolfie? So I know there's a little uh, talk about Gronkowski leaving Tampa to go somewhere else for some uh, money. Do you think he would have given up the opportunity to play against Belichick next year since the uh, NFC South plays the AFC East? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm not 100% sure that went directly into his motives or thoughts, uh, but I do find that fascinating if that's true. Is that true? The NFC South plays the AFC? Yeah, his other reporter offer, though, was the Bills where he would play twice. Twice a year, and he would have went home. Mm -hmm. But I do like the thought of Gronkowski thinking like me and Tom taking on Bill next year for sure. We got to do that one more again. If that Gronkowski are like, I was going to do a reenactment of a Gronk family gathering. I'm not sure I can get to that level. Oh, the draft one? Dude, just, not just the draft one. You see them on Shark Tank? Anywhere, yeah. Yeah. Shark anywhere the Gronks go, it is turned to 2,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. I just wrecking balls I everywhere. just tried to potentially get there. Yeah, but the thought of the Gronk wrecking ball family, just <laughs> absolutely, they're all yoked. Oh, yeah. They're all just absolutely yoked. Freak athletes. Love protein, love work, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here we go. The thought of them saying, uh, me and Tom get to fucking beat up Bill now. Yeah! 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 In New England, it'll be as well. Oh, oh yeah. Fans will hopefully be back. So sure, that's going to be a primetime uh, one. Not sure how the Texas Rangers Stadium guinea pig social test is going to go, but yeah. hopefully that goes well so we can get some fans in the stands yeah. for when Tom and Gronk come back to That'll town. Hell yeah. That'd be great. Who else is potentially going to be down there? Oh, no, Kyle Van Noy's back with the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Trent no. Brown back with the Patriots. Hey, you know when Peyton came back, the Indian played? Robert Mathis? There was there – was now, at that time, obviously, I didn't know much about player props and betting and anything like that. I, I knew that it existed. I grew up in Pittsburgh, a lot of Italians. Obviously, you know that it exists. 
But that game, you could have bet everything that you had that Robert Mathis was going to get a sack on Big Ben. <laughs> like, that was very – he stripped – actually, I think we got a, a, either a safety or a touchdown out of it, actually. like. It, but that game, it was just like there is a 2,000% chance that Robert Mathis is going to get a sack here. And then, lo and behold, big-time play happens. It, I assume there's a chance we'll, no, because Kyle Van Noy's already been – maybe Kyle Van yeah. Noy's like, I got to get – I'm going to get to – Robert said – I saw this guy in practice every day. I was not allowed to touch him. Yeah. <laughs> he hates quarterbacks. It hates quarterbacks. Wasn't allowed to. He'd get in there and he had to do a full on, like mm-hmm. whatever. It was just like a guarantee that whenever that, like, that was that was an awesome little feel. I wonder if Kyle Van Noy would do the same thing. I know his boy Tom. Well, for those guys, right? Just like having a sack on a quarterback like Brady or Manning is something yeah, that you like throw up there on the yeah. yeah, put it on the mantle. Yeah, because Robert had like probably fifteen to sixteen against Tom yeah. Brady over mm-hmm. the years, if uh-huh. I had to guess. He's like, I got Tom, I got Aaron, all right? Mm-hmm. I got Brett, I got him. Yeah. Who do I have? Mm, fucking Peyton. Wow. Oh, and I wasn't, huh. Hmm. Strip sex <laughs> tonight! Touchdown! He's a fucking, that dude was unbelievable to watch play football. Yeah. He was on the kickoff coverage team for the first year or two that he was in the NFL. Yikes. Robert Mathis. <laughs> right no down, thanks. Right down the middle. Oh, it would have been fucking awesome. Hey, I'm going to lay this one up short, all right? Joining us right now, fresh out of an exercise, a workout, I believe, uh, multiple-time Super Bowl champ and founder of one-of-a-kind cigars, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. Ike Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Okay, right to the nip. Hey, what's going on, dude? How you doing, pal? Good angle here. Man, I'm just I'm fresh. I'm fresh out of the shower, bro. I told y'all I did my uh, 1000s, 880s, 660s, 440s, and I had a time. In my neighborhood, you heard me? Who's timing that? You got a neighbor kid with a stopwatch out there? Nah, they supposed to be in school. I hope he ain't timing. <laughs> <laughs> or he need to be in school virtually. So I know I probably did it around lunchtime, so he be he need to be eating some uh some vegetables or some fruit. Hell yeah. Is he a vegan? Who, me? No, the kid. I'm- vegetables, fruit. Nah, just trying to keep the kids healthy, P. Max. That's all. <laughs> Need your vitamins, Ike. Need your vitamins. Let's talk. Hey, did you see? Um, let's talk about Pro Day real quick. Talk about running and timing. Rondale Moore at Purdue. I don't know if you saw this. He ran a four two nine. I'm not sure if it's laser time or hand time though. Is that as a person that's very into physical fitness and much faster than I would ever be? Is that a big deal? You think, or are humans getting naturally faster? Yeah, you gotta transfer that to the field. I think he ran a four two nine. Uh the cornerback from Georgia ran a four two six. And I think another corner ran a four two seven. So you got a lot of these guys running four twos, but you know them hand times. And I I was able to run a four two hand time. I think it was like a four two seven. I ran hand time for my pro day, but you still gotta transfer that over to the field. And you know that P Mac. You you've seen a lot of guys who can run with no equipment on. Then when they get to the field, it's like, dang, bro, where that four two at? <laughs> well, that's uh, Bill Belichick actually came out and did an entire thing about how competitive speed is what he described it as. I believe that was his term. And he was talking about how I'll get some guys on the team that are on the kickoff team who run four fours, and they're the fourth person down there, and they're behind somebody that ran a four seven, a four eight, or whatever. We judge competitive speed versus straight line speed. Four two something says that you're an explosive individual, right? You you have the ability to go. What do you think the big difference is transferring and actually playing football and applying this underwear gym uh, Olympics that's happening in pro days to actual football? Man, this, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of Coach Brooke Johnson. So Coach Brooke Johnson is an Olympic 
coach. He been coaching. Coach been coaching at least sixty years. He been coaching Olympi- Olympians for sixty years, and he always talking about running fast and relax. And it's it's only a few guys in the league who run fast and relax. Um, and one of them is Tyreek Hill. That's why Tyreek Hill is able to pull away early and often because during crunch moments, which we might call them pressure moments, you know, Tyreek, like, man, I'm about to hit the burners, but he's not tensing his body up. You know, once you tense your body up, you tend to, to run like a robot. So he's still running fast and relaxed, uh. like he's having fun. So only a few of them guys can transfer what they ran and afforded to what they actually do on the field. So you think we should watch how they're running during these 40s and be like, oh, that seems like that is a bit robotic. That might not transfer. You think that's a real thing? Yeah. Nah, so if you slow motion all the 40s, or if you just put them slow in general, look how, look how relaxed they face, they face is. And the face tells you everything on how fast somebody is running. If you look at Usain Bolt and you see how relaxed he is, even, even though he doesn't have a quick start, He's still running fast and relaxed. And if you look at other guys around him that tend to tense up, they tend to de- decrease their speed because their body is getting into a robotic form. That's interesting because on football, if you're just running outright and you're tense, you're not even thinking about a potential ball that's coming or human that's going to kill you. It's who's it's like a natural confidence, and you know because these people come out of nowhere during these combines and pro days. There's there now. Granted, Kyle Pitts ran a four four six unofficial, and he is a freak athlete. But there's always, and I'm not saying Rondell Moore came out of nowhere. He had a good freshman season or whatever, and could. But there's always these guys that come out of nowhere and they turn heads, and everybody's like, well. Are they going to make it in the NFL? I think Kyle Pitts is going to make it in the NFL. But I'm not, <laughs> let's not put him into that category. Yeah. But I'm just nah, saying there's Kyle, some people that get real fast, and it's like, will they be able to transfer it? I'm not sure. I mean, Randy Moss. If you look at Randy Moss, you saw how smooth and relaxed he always ran. He outran everybody. It's crazy. People talk, Randy Moss got to be one of the best Hall of Fame receivers. You already knew what Randy Moss was going to run. He was going to run three routes. He was going to run the go route. He was going to run the post. Or he was going to run the wide receiver screen. And you still couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you still couldn't stop him. Once Randy threw, Randy can be in front of you and throw his hands up by three yards. In the next six yards, he's running behind you. Hey, he do that, that to was, you? That was, huh? he do that to you? Nah, not at all. Oh, okay. I was just, all. I, it sounded but, like but, that was potential. You I, were gone, and you saw him put his hand up, and you're like, no! That's like, because no. that had happened. He was right next to guys, or even in front of guys, and literally his hand is just going up to the to the, to the the quarterback. That corner has to be sitting there, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> I got no shot here. That's a tough spot to be in. Hey, P-Mac, i tell you what he did. He almost took my hamstring off the bone trying to keep up with him. Yeah. <laughs> you were doing the... Now I won't. I, I I stay calm and I stay relaxed. You know what I mean by tearing the hamstring off the bone. You know when it's some some good chicken that's been baked overnight and mm-hmm. you just and that thing slide off the bone. Mm-hmm. That's what my hamstring almost did. Mm-hmm. That that thing damn there go like you playing the violin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my my meat damn this slid off the bone on my hamstring trying to keep up with Randy. Okay, so there's always the conversation, and I'm not going to make you pick here because I think situations are situational, right? Depending right. upon what offense you're in, who's the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. But in your years, you played against Randy. Did you play against Jerry ever? And also, uh, have, did you get a chance to play against Tyreek, or is that too late? Man, I had the old Jerry. I had the Jerry when he had the braids in his head. So, <laughs> <laughs> when he was with the Raiders, so I had the old Jerry. But I played against Jerry, I played against Randy. 
um, I didn't have a chance to play against Tyreek. I just retired when OBJ was getting into the league. I, know, I remember me and OBJ were texting. He was like, dang, OG, I, want, I wanted some. I wanted some. I wanted some. And I was like, look, man, I'm, you know, my days are done. Like, man, you're going you gonna to start smoking all the rest of these corners, but I'm not just going to let you smoke me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, man, I love, I love just in time because nowadays these guys, they moving, bro. You got to keep your foe to it. You can't run no less than a foe foe keeping up with these top-notch receivers. That's competitive speed or actual speed? We're talking about competitive speed. We're talking about let me put the equipment on and y'all run the 40. Did you uh, were you always fast guy on your team? I didn't know you ran four two something. I literally asked that question yeah, without. Man, R.I.P. My dad, Ivan Taylor. But everybody who talks about my dad said my dad never lost a race, and my dad was like five eight, and they said my dad used to well work in Thames and beat people in races. Hold on, so I assume you had to race a lot of people at practice as well. That is something that does happen, especially in college. You know, somebody comes in, it's like, oh, you're a fast guy. Okay, we're huh. gonna have a race in in the NFL. What happens? Oh, you're a fat. Oh, okay, here we go. We're gonna have a race. I never competed in those. I always, <laughs> I always opted just to watch those particular things. But I assume you have some great legendary races under your belt. Yeah. Oh, as, as Joey Porter, Troy Palomalu, as all of, it was me and Chad Scott. I don't know if y'all remember the corner Chad Scott, who used to play for Pittsburgh. I think I remember. So Chad we used Scott. to we used to uh, we used to race to the 10, 10 yards. Who can get to the ten yard line the fastest? And uh, yeah, he had to get some of young. They call they used to call me Young Buck. He had to get some of the Young Buck. Back in the day. Yeah, so you were the guy that showed up, and all of a sudden it was. I've seen a couple of those too, where it's like uh, you used to be the fastest guy. I just want to let you know they brought me in here now, and uh, I've never not been the fastest guy on every team I've been. So <laughs> we're gonna have to handle this. That is awesome to see. It would have been cool to be a part of those sometimes, but that's just not a real thing. Diggs, what do you have? I remember Ike when he got drafted because of that speed came in at, and he was running, returning kicks, which didn't last that long. But Ike came in as kick return. Oh, uh, Ike, why you couldn't catch a ball? Oh wow. no. No, I could definitely. I, it's crazy. So, oh, wait, you couldn't catch the ball. Only caught, only caught picks in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only time. I think I have the most picks in the playoffs in still the history. Go, go check it out. I only caught picks in the playoffs. I was like, dang, Ike, you really can't catch in the regular season, but why you catch all the picks in the playoffs? Okay, I guess we got to pay him. <laughs> so, I, 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 ain't even, I ain't even tripping on that. But yeah, I was, I was a hell of a returner. I was a hell of a returner, bro. Punt or kickoff? Kickoff. That point, you got to be different to play punt, bro. <laughs> you got you to gotta be, you got to be, you got to be different to play punt. Bro, you got to be a little bit different to play punt, man. For a guy to smell another man's breath before he hit you and know what he ate and try to catch a ball from a kick or putting it to you, you got to be wired a little bit different, though. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, what are you <laughs> Yeah, Ike, we were talking about the possibility of uh, a fourth and 15 play instead of the onside kick. Is that something you think that should be uh, implemented into the game? A lot of corners going to get targeted in this thing. I mean, they're getting paid, so you can talk to me how you want to talk to me. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would agree. Why not? You know, you can take the onsides off. You know, this – the game is changing, man. I agree. And you got to be willing to adapt and change. Like, you you can't you can't think Flintstones all your life. You got to hit the Jetsons sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, I would I would agree, man. They they come up with a good plan for it. Hey, you're a fucking fool, dude. <laughs> you're, you're a fool, man. Absolute fool. What a metaphor there.
Just so smooth too. He's used it before. Like oh, yeah. that is a. I, I would assume regular. I'm cold, I'm cold with the wordplay in PMAC. I'm cold with the wordplay. <laughs> hey, they don't cold. give you enough respect on it. My, huh? home, my, my homeboys, if they try to holler at somebody, holler at a little chick, a chick, and I'm with them. They like, I right, text her. Because, boy, your text game is something serious. (laughs) (laughs) Ike, you're just talking about how everything's changing so much. Do you think uh, young cornerbacks coming in the league now struggle more than they did like when you came in? Because it seems like a lot of these higher picks, these guys are struggling big time in their first year or so in the league. Man, they got a lot to do with coaching, bro. Like, I was very fortunate to have, you know, um, a Dick LeBeau. Who was my DC? A Ray Horton, who played in the league. Um, a Darren, Coach Darren, who played in the league. Like Coach, uh, God dog, and I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, you hate him. I didn't, Whoa. I didn't have four coaches that played in the league that coached me. So like, it's 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 hard to find good coach. It's more for the off season. Look at it, look, the punch, the punch, the step. It's more <laughs> off season. Well, you're looking like a robot, Pete Mac. Well, it's because I'm stressed. I'm not relaxed. I'm not used to doing this. All right, I'm running a four-two-nine, but it's every little piece of me that I got. Hey, Pete Mac, you remember we played? Uh, we played two-on-two back in the day. Me, you, MJD. So tired. Do you remember how tiring? But <laughs> you remember the hey, look, hey, Ike was old decent, huh? That boy was decent, decent. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't bad. I mean, you were in much better shape than the rest of us. I, I feel like I would knock down some shots, though. I felt pretty good about where nah, I was. Nah, nah, you got a wet. I said you got a wet jumper. Now don't get it twisted. P. Matt got a nice little jumper. Now. Hey, now, now that was a game where we were filming something here in town at Hinkle Fieldhouse. It was Damshek, uh, Ike, and MJD. And it was right. me and Damshek, right? I think we were a team against you and MJD or whatever. And it was a game to 11, I think, which, by the way, if you're not playing basketball on a regular basis, a game to 11 might as well be a 26.2-mile <laughs> marathon. Yeah. So it was filming for content or whatever. And I knew we were not going to get out of there until we got to 11. So I was like, all right, I just got to start fucking pulling everything. I started shooting from everywhere. They started following. But, I mean, Ike, hey. I can play a little. Feisty on court. is a good player out there. And in great shape, oh. obviously. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That whole thing. Hey, I got a question for you. Talk to me. These wide receivers are coming out of college. Yeah. And, like, the content they're making. Can we lower that thing off of it? Like, yeah. we're losing half his face there. The the There we go. Hey, look at you, like. There he is. Wide receivers now for content are going and working on their feet. They're coming out of breaks, I think, faster than they have ever. And not just because they're working on it, because it's, like, fun for them to do. So I forget who was talking to the Man to Man podcast with uh, Darius and Antoine Bethay. It was, uh, I think it was Xavier Rhodes or, or maybe an older guy. But he was like, hey, these young guys, they're coming out of their breaks faster than the guys used to be able to do it before. And I, I automatically assume it's because, like, that's what they, they, like, have been working on that since high school, like cutting on dimes. Do you think there's a, a potential transition here in power in the wide receiver world as these young guys come in and immediately are maybe more set up for the NFL game than they have been in the past, especially with the pass-heavy colleges and everything like that? Man, that 707 have changed the whole generation. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about flag football at a competitive high level is what you call seven on seven. And they, they do it now like baseball. They they do it year round. You know, after after the regular season, and if you're in high school, man, you're going straight to seven on seven and y'all traveling. Like people really are across the, across the United States. So they traveling, they're being very competitive, whether it's locally or nationwide. 
and it's 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 a muscle memory for these kids for these wide receivers. So, you know, it's it's good for a corner. I like the seven on seven for the secondary guys because you really have to hone in on your fundamentals, and that's what's not getting taught. You know, fundamentals on the defensive side is really not getting taught. Uh, if you're playing corners basketball on grass, just look at the wide receiver being a point guard, and you got to make sure he don't get to the basket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you see you know that Loyola? Saying? Hey, you see that Loyola Chicago defense? Man. Oh. Hey. Man. Hey, them boys remind me of Arkansas. You remember Arkansas back in the day? 90 feet of hell? Mm-hmm. You remember Arkansas basketball? No, I remember West Virginia. Press Virginia. Yeah, yeah. I remember West Virginia doing it for a long time. Oh. With, with Scotty Thurman, hey, go go back to Arkansas Razorbacks basketball back in the day. Lord have mercy. <laughs> it was really 90 feet of hell, bro. It, it was really like, it was really 90 feet of hell, P-Mac. Hey, let's talk about those seven-on-sevens, though, real quick. We saw, I think Cam has one, mm-hmm. right, that he's had for mm-hmm. a long time. Russell Wilson, I think, just got into the game. Go Hawks, he just got his own team. It's becoming like, it feels, I don't want to say like the cool thing, but a cool way for guys to give back to either their community or their position or football is to create one of these seven on seven. Are they, are they academies? Like, are they, how does this, it's like a AAU team. Is that kind of how it goes? Do people get recruited? I don't think I understand the seven on seven world enough, especially with you saying that it makes a lot more sense. Cause every weekend in the summer, you see guys just getting mossed mm-hmm. every single and Tyreek Hill got it from one seven yeah. on seven guy that one time. Is that, is that how it goes? There's just different teams in different places. They're all all-star teams. How's it work? Man, you gotta look at the, and I think we're around the same age. You gotta look at the the seven on seven teams now, as into basketball in New York to pick up games. What, what, what was what what was the event in New York? Rutgers the, Park, the, the major, huh? Rucker Park. Is that what you're talking about? That's that's what seven on seven is today. Oh, okay. That's what seven on seven is today. Think about all the even Kobe went to Rutgers. Uh, it's it's a lot of a lot of, a lot of professional guys want to go to Rutgers. I'm talking about sometimes before the season, the two days, three days before the season. Just it's 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 a magnified it's a magnified camp that people can catch a name off of. You know what I'm saying? When you went to Rutgers, you like. Oh snap! When you at a cam seven on seven, you're on this team. You like oh snap! When you're on a Russell Wilson football team seven on seven, you like oh snap! And it, it just it's a domino effect because you never know who there. Man, you know, Cam might have a head coach there or a scout. Russell Wilson might have a head coach there or a scout. Just not not even not even to come and see who's out there, just to come and hang with Russell somebody. So and if Russell's that's how if Russell's there or Cam's there. Just like at Rucker Park, whenever Kevin Durant, I think, put like yeah, 35 man. up in a game, oh, yeah. there's cameras everywhere. So if you're a kid everywhere. who maybe, you know, nobody knows you come from a small school, it takes one highlight at one of these camps all of a sudden. Maybe you're in a conversation for a potential life-changing opportunity with a scholarship and everything like that. I'm happy there's more opportunities like that. Diggs, what do you have? Um, Ike, I was going to ask you a question about the Steelers. Obviously, they keep Juju, Juju signs, um, but let Mike Hilton walk. Um, Steven Nelson may have to get traded or walk. Do you agree with keeping Juju maybe over those two corners? I mean, if you oh, don't the, say the it. Personality of Juju, um, he's a still. You know what I'm saying? He's okay. very, very, very physical. He's the upgraded version of Heinz Ward. He's a very physical receiver. Whoa. He doesn't mind getting hit. He can block. He can go over the middle. Yeah. 
Um, and he's a Pittsburgh kid. Like the man, the man been dealing with Snoop and his AAU team since he was a baby. And his favorite team always been the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers wind up drafting him. It's like I'm not gonna leave. And Pittsburgh gonna offer me eight. Y'all gonna offer me nine. But y'all need me to get these incentives to get more. I got a Hall of Fame quarterback. I know the offense. Nah. I'd rather stay in Pittsburgh and, and, and try my luck and get more money next year. So that's that's how I look at it with Juju. Juju just – he's a Pittsburgh still a kid in his heart. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm upset that Mike Hilton left. Like I love I loved Mike Hilton. And I knew it was going to be hard to keep Mike because he has the Pittsburgh still a personality. Like he's a stiller. You know what I'm saying? But Juju, Juju been a Pittsburgh stiller before he was even drafted his whole life. Okay, so – What's, I, I respect your, your obviously, OG in the Steelers world. You saying that Juju is an upgraded version of Heinz Ward, that is going to cause some conversation, Ike. I'm just telling mm-hmm. you that. It's going to cause some conversation. Okay, as far as athleticism, you okay, know, yeah, as far as huh? speed, as, Juju didn't did a 70-yard. He didn't did an 80-yard. Juju didn't did a 65-yard. Like, Juju... Juju got some long ass touchdowns. Hey, let's let's let's. And by the way, plays physical as shit. Like Mm -hmm. plays very physical out there. For everybody comes after him for dancing and everything, but on the field, he's a physical fucking guy on the field as well. You gotta understand, Juju been dancing since college, bro. Hey, they're all dancing. By the way, I think I think think the entire generation has been dancing. I I think I'm not 100 sure. That's what I'm. That's what you got the waggle waggle. Hey, you saw that? I mean, I'll I'll come out of that thing. You know what I mean? with the waggle waggle. That's your new dance. Just call that thing a waggle waggle. Hey, listen, we've been waggle waggling since college now. Let's not, hey, let's not get great. You know what I mean? Let's not. Let's get waggle yeah. waggle, dude. Yeah. We just made that up, man. Make sure you give me a piece if you uh, go out on LLC, that thing, the waggle waggle. <laughs> you got to make a song. All you got to do is make one song, get it to Juju, Corvette, mm-hmm. Corvette, Ooh. waggle waggle, that thing, right to the top. Yeah. I'm not talented enough to do that. I assume you are, though. Like, man, you got. Nice team to do that. What's that? You got a nice team for you to do that. Nah, ain't none of us can create a song in there. <laughs> none of us. Call up Griff. We should call it DJ Griff. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll figure that out. Ike, what do you got for the rest of the day? Anything cool? You going to smoke some of those cigars? By the way, great logo on the cigars. Congratulations. Yeah, so I got my one-of-a-kind cigars. They Sumatra cigars. Um, Sumatra? What are they? Sinatra? From Lang- yeah. Uh, tobacco I'm talking another 40% from Connecticut and it's wrapped in Nicaragua so I've been working on this for like a year and a half international you know business so, yeah now, now I finally came out and I just wanted to smoke my own cigar like I got tired of buying other people's cigars I said heck man let me work on my own so I wind up people wind up finding about the cigar they said hold on right? this is a hell of a smoke <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm like for real they're like Nah, this is a hell of a smoke. Oh, okay. So now I got to go through a whole another 10,000 cigars because people just waiting on them. Like, I did 10 the first time. Got to go through another 10. And I'm like, man, in my wildest dreams, I never thought people would actually like an Ike Taylor cigar. So there you go. Supply and demand is a beautiful yeah. thing. Thank you, boy. Keep that thing going. International business, especially in the time where the world shuts down, is quite impressive. I hope you continue to get that thing going. The boys in the office are, have purchased some. I don't think they've smoked any yet. They purchased some. Can't wait to talk about it. Congrats on that. Thank you for the convo. You're the man.
Appreciate you, Pete Mac. Hey, fellas, appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me on the show, bro. Hey, listen, if you do the waggle waggle, though, get me in the music video. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? I do the waggle waggle. Are you? All you gotta say is a doodle waggle waggle. A doodle waggle waggle. A doodle waggle waggle. A doodle waggle waggle. You should see doodle waggle waggle. People love doodle waggle waggle. When I doodle waggle waggle, they say doodle waggle waggle. What you do? Doodle waggle waggle. Yeah. Doodle waggle waggle. Add a waggle. Doodle waggle waggle. Add the doodle waggle waggle. Add doodle waggle waggle. Add doodle waggle waggle. We be doodle waggle waggle. All doodle waggle waggle. What they say? Doodle waggle waggle. Now you hear? Doodle waggle waggle. And we there? And we waggle waggle. <laughs> all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam. Thank you, Ike. Thank you, Ike. Hey, when we patent that, we'll give you a piece, yeah. Ike. All right. <laughs> People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30 and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where they can get you. (laughs) one of them damn word problems this is one of those yeah. problems where you're like oh wait a minute uh which can i ask a follow-up anyways i was good at those tests because i always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher that's right okay <laughs> i don't know what's going on but this is me versus you fuck you that's how, I, that's how i view it. that's why friends at roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production i did not know this they formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients you hear this aj roman's Mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function they formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients getting started is simple just go to getroman.com usa their supplement contains vitamin d3 zinc magnesium and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Uh, joining us is a man who's college football national champion and Super Bowl champion, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Hey! AJ, not sure if your kids seen it yet, but it's a new craze. You gotta do the waggle waggle, pal. Great to have you on here. <laughs> hey, good to be here. I did see a clip of this, and yes. Uh, it does make me laugh out loud when you start doing the dance at the end with your feet and your legs just splaying everywhere. I will tell you what, I do believe it is not going to be an easy replicable. Watch your knee. You got to watch your knee, man. That might, My knees hurt watching you do that. Yeah, the knees, you got you to really get some dexterity. I mean, when you start tossing those things out there, you know what I mean? That move, that ta, ta, pa. 
See, just knock mm-hmm. that back. You gotta have good space. You gotta have, hopefully, you gotta have enough flexibility in the knees to be mm. able to move there. Let alone to catch the beat, because the boys with the do the do the waggle waggle, do the waggle waggle, do the waggle waggle, do the waggle waggle, do the waggle waggle. You start to feel it. You know what I mean? It's gonna get. It's gonna get a little bit aggressive. Yeah. I feel like it has a chance that. There's going to be some bad ones. You know what I mean? I think there's a chance there's going to be a bad one. But, boy, somebody's going to come through and slaughter it, and it's going to look much different than what I was doing there. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, hey, shout out that person doing it much better than me there. Easterby might be doing the waggle waggle tomorrow. my God. People are saying that Billy Bonds is very close to it. Oh, we got to change it. Billy Bonds? Billy seems like he's an athlete, though. Tubes, what are you doing? Oh, it's exactly like Billy Bonds. <laughs> yeah, that's probably where I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Billy Bounce is true. We got to make a new song. Yeah. <laughs> got to make a new dance. Hey, shout out Billy Bounce. Shout though. out Billy Bounce. And by the way, exactly what I said, you know, much better than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it ended quickly. <laughs> the birthday of the Waggle Waggle and also the passing of the Waggle Waggle, Tuesday, March 23rd. Let's have a moment of silence. It did. Couldn't do it in the Hokos. No way. <laughs> All right. Dude, <laughs> you'd fall over. You would fall over if you tried to do that in your hoka. Could you imagine me falling off the side? Of the- They're platform shoes, those things, but they are so comfortable. Mm. I got on a stepper last night, didn't even want to wear them because I don't want to wear down the... Dress. Probably when I'm supposed to wear them. You got an extra nine inches there to wear down. You're okay. You know what? <laughs> but I don't want to ruin the look. Those look of those things exactly. is as if, you know, you're yeah. on top of the world there. Going to have to get some grass-cutting pairs of the hokas. Yeah. You know, and then have Smart. the showcase cocaine yeah. hokas oh, yeah. that I wear in public. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, AJ? I've heard there's bad news. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Oh, no news? Oh, oh no! no. Oh, come on. Jen! Ladies and gentlemen, yet again... Somebody has lost a job. Who is it this time? The Pittsburgh Steelers have tweeted out from their own account. We have terminated the contract of cornerback Steven Nelson. Now, he played opposite Joe Hayden, right, Diggs? Yes. Good player two years ago. Great player two years ago. Last year. Great player last year. Above average. Okay, so this guy's going to have a market. What's his contract? Do we know Uh, what his contract is? He was due $14 million as a cap hit this year. Uh, Sorry, $6 million. It saves, saves him $8 million. Thank you. Yeah. Why did they wait until now to do this? I'm flustered. Flustered. Why are you flustered? Because there's been a lot more people that are leaving that defense that was pretty damn good last year. Corner was a position of depth, and now with Mike Hilton gone and him gone, it's it's very thin there. Well, and not just thin there, by the way. I believe the relationship potentially pretty. There was a tweet, I guess, sent out by Steven Nelson, at Nelson underscore Island, population Two normally. <laughs> okay, making a public announcement is a little out of my character, but you guys made your decision. Please don't hold me hostage. Hashtag don't hold me back. Interesting Whoa, from Steve. Now, the plot thickens, AJ. What's hey, going on over there? I was going to ask before I saw that tweet that the wording of the Steelers tweet to say the, we have terminated his contract. Normally, you would say we've released him or we let him we've go. We've come whatever. to terms with a release. Terminated is usually what happens. Yeah, when there's a falling out between – or the person gets in trouble or something. like. But I guess it's just what – they didn't appreciate his tweet, so they just – right after that, they, they terminated him. Okay, so he tweeted that before he got cut? Yeah. Oh! Wow. My, oh, shit. my Lord! Not normally one for a public announcement, he said, but yeah. Yins asked me to renegotiate my contract, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And I ain't doing it. Don't hold me hostage. Come on. This went back. They're like, you're right. Terminated. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's getting heated in Pittsburgh. What's going down in the Three River City? This goes back to last week. There was rumors that he wanted – this was his last year of his contract. He wanted an extension. They weren't going to give it to him before the season. Uh, So then they granted him, obviously, the right to go seek a trade. Once that happens, that's never going to happen. They're just going to wait for him. Oh, so that happened? Yeah, they did give him permission to seek a trade last week. Hey, isn't that interesting? I always find that interesting. Hey, you know what? If you find somewhere else that wants you, you fucking go get it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a very interesting... Anytime they're like, we have allowed blah, blah, blah to seek a trade. Normally, that's somebody covering up some PR or something going on, by the way, there. I don't know how... I don't know. It's just like the Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll stuff. I feel like, for me, I always appreciated the locker room so much that that type of shit, business shit, always stays out of it. But when business shit starts mixing in with that... And then it starts becoming public. I don't know. I think it's going to start happening much more often because the amount of insiders and things that go out onto the internet. We know everything now at this day. But I don't know how that affects the locker room. You know, AJ? Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe as as time goes on in the NFL, they just get over things easier. Maybe they don't hold grudges like the old school guys oh, like yeah. you and I may do. Yeah, like, hey, I remember what you fucking said about it. Why? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, let me guess. So, yeah, late to a meeting or something, too? Oh, yeah, I remember. You didn't want to be here. I remember that. You hated our team just like three months ago. Now, granted, welcome back. Great to have you. But it's now you're right. I guess that is kind of a grudge hold thing. And the guys nowadays are like, hey, we ain't got time for that. You got to do what you got to do. I got to do what I got to do. Let's go ahead and make this as good as possible. And by the way, everybody has different motivations to play. And whatever makes you play the best, who cares? And I think it is a much different generation, especially within the locker room. But that's a. Uh, that's what they got to do, man. Hey, let me, hey, you motherfuckers hold me hostage. Yeah. Get me out of here. And I mean, then, he has a point. He has a little bit of a point. If, I they, agree. if he knew they weren't going to work it out mm-hmm. and they, he was, they were nowhere close to restructure or whatever, yeah, he should. he's like, I want to be a free agent when teams are looking to sign free agents, not now when a lot of guys are already signed. Yeah, he, they already passed that wave, and hopefully, I assume he'll get signed somewhere. It'll probably be a one-year deal, maybe. I don't know. Maybe but he'll get big money. And for him, if he wants a bigger contract, he's thinking, like, hey, the team's already – they've already spent their money. Like, they've already spent most of their free agent money. Yeah, this is a tough time right now mm-hmm. to become a free agent. But he's a great player. He did. He's a, comes from a great defense. Somebody will sign him, I assume. But it's also – a similar situation, what's going on with Stephon Gilmore, right? Stephon Gilmore has one year left on his contract. Defensive, like, MVP potential every single year. He's going to be paid a lot of money. This year, he's not getting paid anywhere near what other guys anywhere near his level are getting paid. So the Patriots have always said that he's potentially a trade option. They, they've leaked it through the information, let people know that Stephon Gilmore is available if anybody wants him. Let the media go ahead and kind of stir that up there. This guy, one year left on his contract, probably going to get paid a lot of money. Steelers not going to pay him that. And I assume that this is a, hey, I need to get out of here to get somewhere to renegotiate now, extension or do that. Give me one more year of a heads up. Much like the Stephon Gilmore situation, which I don't know how that whole thing plays either because he's a fucking game changer. He's like Revis. Oh, yeah. Gilmore is like Revis. And, and Warren Sharp here tweets out, free agent cornerback signed for more than $10 million a year from 2015 to 2019. Here's an interesting stat. $15 million for Josh Norman in Washington coming out of Carolina. He was Lake Norman in Carolina for whatever reason. Season, they cut him, save 15 million, 14 and a half million. Tremaine Johnson to the Jets cut. Darrell Revis to the Jets. Now, wasn't, it, wasn't he just signing like one year deals though? Wasn't that? Yeah, 2014, kind of yeah. he was in New England. Also, let me see what the 13.5 million. AJ Abouye, Stephon Gilmore, Janoris Jenkins. Basically, every corner that gets paid, they're saying either gets cut or traded. And I wonder why. Is that because a team 
automatically they feel as if that is a, a super need that they they have to have and then they get like a couple years into the deal and they're like okay we got to start doing salary cap adjustments where can we trim from oh here's somebody we think we can get rid of because they're not a quarterback or whatever is that is that the thought because if you have a lockdown shutdown guy that helps everybody aj you can speak to this more than me probably but when revis was playing the other 10 guys played a completely different defense. It was like it was like two different defenses, right? It was Revis and a guy, and then the rest of the defense was doing their own thing. Am I wrong in saying that? No, you're, you're absolutely right. And a lot of times when you have that shutdown corner, a lot of the best ones, they're going to travel too. So whoever the number one receiver is for the, the other team, they're going to follow that guy. And so the defensive coordinator can almost say, all right, you're, on your, you're in your own world over there, man. Us 10, like we can do so many other things. If we have, say our other corner isn't as good, or they have no, a good number two receiver, we can give them some help with our safety over the top just because we don't have to worry about this guy. So, yeah, it's huge, but I guess – I don't know. I need, I need to watch Gilmore play. Like, did his play slip a lot? Like, what, what did he look like? I don't he, think so. He got injured. He had the uh, mm-hmm. quad. And in him the, and Julian Edelman were out for the same amount of time, right? Yeah, I think 10 games – or I don't know if Gilmore was out for 10 games, but I know Edelman only played six. I think Gilmore might have played 10, actually. Oh, got you. See, so yeah, he, it was interesting because there were the, all the opt-outs, and then, yeah. you know, then there was like, guys, well, well Julian Edelman's not playing for like – the rest of the season that came out of nowhere gilmore was the same thing yep. i was like whoa that's out of nowhere but i think the trade that they are seeking potentially is strictly because business they want to kind of that's kind of the patriot way but they i mean bill belichick whenever bill belichick legitimizes a a uh, idea in football i think it should take notice revis okay was a guy bill yep. belichick was like i'll pay whatever the fuck it is this guy if, mm-hmm. if i can if i can run a 10-person defense and a majority of the time, this person is just out of the picture. And the other team, by the way, doesn't even plan for that player to be in the game. Like, that is just like, hey, we're just kind of, we're just going to mail it in with it. our best player, our yeah. best weapon, by the way. We're just going to mail it in. And then I guess that is what you are going to have to play like then out of nowhere. And I assume that's not an easy thing to do. And as soon as salary cap gets tight, guys are probably like, oh, we got to do this away. We can do this with a zone or something like that. That's interesting because there's only a couple of those dudes out there that can really fucking do it. Do you think with Steven Nelson, he saw what a Dory Jackson got yesterday and was like, all right, right, if we're going to play, get me the fuck out of here. Like, I can get that money. Did did, did you see the stats that Michael Lombardi tweeted (laughs) out? I didn't see Lombardi's tweet. I I, I knew he'd be upset. Lombardi was not exactly thrilled. Yeah, he... (laughs) He, he said it didn't make sense. Not that he wasn't thrilled. I assume that he holds zero happiness or anything like that. But he said the move from uh, just a perspective of judgment didn't make a lot of sense to him. But the Giants said, hey, if he fits in our in our locker room, this is the culture we want to build. Let's go. Let's make this thing happen. Um, the Giants making plays has been really cool to see. Now, will it work out? TBD. But I like them getting in the game a little bit. Yeah, and I think Joe Judge, he's probably a big part of that. It- he seems to be a great fit for what New York is, and, and they want to see that they're making some progress, I think. and Who knows? Let's see. There's a lot of pressure on Danny Dimes. A lot, he has more weapons now, yes, and a better team around him, but that just adds to the pressure. He needs to become the man. Oh, yeah, you know, because once you start getting players and spending money, by the way, expectations get high. Mm-hmm. And when expectations aren't met, guess what comes? Disappointment. Mm-hmm. Disappointment comes when expectations aren't met. That's a little bit of trouble. I believe we have – some more news happening right now. Is Ooh. that accurate? We have something going on. Is it good or is it bad? Oh! Good news! Yeah! 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 Good news! Yeah
was great cash, homie. What if this was Stephen Nelson? Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, somebody got paid in the NFL. Ian Rappaport, a rap sheet, is reporting the Broncos declined the option for Kareem Jackson, but stayed in contact with him. Now they get him back to help their secondary in a very busy and productive offseason. The Broncos have a deal to bring back Kareem Jackson. Congrats wow. to Kareem. Woo. Going back to Denver, which has a lot of question marks surrounding it. Is Drew Locke their guy? Are they trading for a quarterback? Is Von Miller gone? Is Von Miller back? Uh, Ian Rappaport followed up with this offseason, the first for GM George Patton, who, uh, after John Elway, gave a promotion to himself. Yeah. Right. And then was no longer the general manager. George Patton came in and said, Denver has added Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby, signed Justin Simmons long-term, and now brought back Vaughn Miller and now Kareem Jackson. That has a lot of important things. A lot of people point out Philip Lindsay, though, did end up elsewhere. Who's the quarterback going to be? Is it going to be Drew Locke? So it showed a lot of potential. But look at George Patton. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Hell George general. fucking Patton. General. Look out. All right. Look at him making moves over there in Denver, pal. I like him bringing in Fuller. Fuller is young. You bring him in on a one-year deal. Like He's a stud. He can help their defense a lot. But yeah, can yeah. they score points? Yeah, that's like, hey, when Drew is playing and doing, you know, oh, yeah. when, when he's playing, when he's doing the whole thing, call that bitch my bodyguard. Yeah, that's my bodyguard. When he's playing, and, and he is very talented. I mean, it is cool to watch. There's been bursts of just absolute awesome now i assume that the situation around him is not ideal i mean philip Lindsay's a stud and Kareem. there's yeah i believe jerry judy jerry judy's out there somebody they they have so it's like at what point is it how's the offensive line there's always something you can ask about right for the situation i don't know if i watch the broncos close enough but if he can make a jump like josh allen you know what i mean if he can become like now the game is slowed down now i got a, a chance to do something he could, they could be like real deal out there. Now they got to play Kansas City a couple times, which is tough, but they could be a real deal contender if Drew Locke can get it going. And if Drew Locke, the best thing about him, like, you know, all that he does and dancing on the sidelines, whatever, if he has a great year, then yeah, he's going to be the biggest star there is because he's going to cross over. But if he, his us. first couple bad games, like, hey, buddy, how about you? How about you quit dancing and get your head in the playbook? Like the stupid things that usually tend to happen if someone has a bad game and they have somewhat of a personality. Now, I do agree with that narrative that that does happen, and that happened to me a couple of times through my career. But I don't think you dance whenever you're playing bad if you're Drew Locke, right? No, you don't. But st- even in times when he's young and he's not going to be – say he's he hasn't obviously hit – like what he's going to be as a quarterback. Hopefully. He still has that that moxie, that swagger yeah. is still in there. It's going to come moxie. out. Moxie. Good word, moxie. Ooh. <laughs> Moxie's a good word. It's a good thing to have. Bad yeah. thing not to have. Broncos are loaded at the skill position. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I assume that's a pretty ideal quarterback uh, chance, like mm-hmm. where you'd want to go, too. You know what I mean? Denver, pretty cool city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great laws. Their old line isn't very good, though. Schlereth yeah. is always going off about it. Well, and Lombardi always talks about the uh, left tackle. I believe right holds. that holds. Yeah. Hold! 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 Let's go some phone calls, shall we? Hey, Steve Nelson, Pittsburgh. I'm becoming a. Look out. What man. happened? What happened? The Steelers, the bronze now? How about them saying we we terminated the contract? Just want to let you know, we saw that tweet. We raised you one. No, it worked. Steven won. Think about it. He said, stop holding me hostage. And they said, all right, here you go. Granted. So he's like, yeah, good. He was already getting cut. I would have done this a week ago. But in Savage Tweets world, I mean, I do feel the Steelers did answer. You know what I mean? Because that wording had to be passed by people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There had to be a cut. Just like we talked before. 
the pre-conversation yeah. is what I'm about. Like, how did we get to this particular point? I used to think about, like, rap songs, you know? I listen to a lot of rap songs. That, you know, it's motivating, you know, like, hey, let's go and get it, basically, even though most rappers have now turned to, you know, being, like, in love and all that. I respect it. Hey, I respect it. But I still like the thought of, like, mm-hmm. hey, we need to absolutely crush everybody. But there's some lyrics that go into some rap songs where I think, do you think walked out of the booth with a fucking killed it? And they're like, crushed, yeah, nailed it. Pussy, money, we, pussy, money, we, pussy, money, we. Run that back. Uh, we don't. Yeah, we fucking killed it. Yeah. Run that back. I like to think about the, you know, the thoughts that take place before things happen. Like the, we terminated this dude. That was a conversation yeah. that happened. And that was a direct rebuttal to said tweet from him. And I, that's something that's fascinating. Like if it started with, hey, we let go of Steven Nelson. No, 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 no. We terminated his ass. We have agreed to a release and <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. No. no. We didn't agree. No. Get to the chopper. We <laughs> terminated. Yeah. He was on a whiteboard and they just kept crossing the word yeah, out. Well, ah, seems he did tweet. Read that tweet one more time. <laughs> yeah. what, was the, what was the hashtag? Ah. Get Term, his ass. Terminated. Yeah. <laughs> fucking do it. Run it. Whew. Let it out there. How do people feel about it? Good. Job well done. Let's move on. Let's put out a... Uh, Let's put out a jingle about uh, mm-hmm. our defensive backs. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. I'm Terminate. intrigued. What are they doing over there? Because they don't have a lot of cap, right? Steelers are kind of in a... With that, they'll have about $10 million ish probably, I think. Last okay. time I checked. Okay. Maybe give Juju a little bit more money, huh? Yeah. Oh, Sweet. Yeah. Maybe offer. renegotiate the Juju well, deal. Don't they, don't they have to address for life without Ben after this year? Oh, uh, Mason Rudolph is still there. And Dewey, Dewey. Haskins. Dewey. Oh, they're both, they're both still on the Dewey. roster? I do believe, yeah. Yeah. Steelers, for whatever reason, refuse to move on from Mason Rudolph. They they see something. They're like, let's keep, let's do it. This let's keep be, it yeah. going. This might be the year it happens. They move on. Hopefully, Dewey year. comes well, in slinging. Oh, dude, Doc Hodges came in there. And it was just a whole new team that year when he got in there. I'm not saying. I mean, Mason Rudolph did do something. We don't know what it was. Something had happened where he got his helmet ripped off of his head and batted in the head with his own helmet. So I don't know what he's like. You know, as a friend or whatever, and I'm, sure. I'm sure because I, I, I wanted to say like I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. No. I do not know Mason Rudolph at all. I have seen him get hit in the head with his own helmet before yeah. on primetime television. But it appears as a football player, maybe not an NFL guy um, yet. Maybe he'll do a a big jump, but they do have to address that issue in Pittsburgh, AJ. That's what I'm saying. Like, do they do it in the draft? Like, draft I doubt they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round. No, draft next year. Yeah, but Mike Tomlin has a hilarious quote. Um, where he looked at Chase Young and he said, I don't ever want to lose enough games to be able to draft somebody like you, yeah. okay? And then Chase Young like laughed, oh, thank you, Coach. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm being serious. I don't ever yeah. want to have the opportunity <laughs> to draft somebody that's built like you because that means i got to lose a lot of games. The Steelers are going to win games. Like that, The Steelers yeah. win games. That's what they do. So they'll always be in that spot draft-wise where it's like, okay, maybe not getting – but who knows who's a lock anymore at the quarterback position, you know? Yeah. Who knows who's a lock? And maybe they'll just – they re-sign Ben. Maybe they'll become a free agent team. You know, it just looks for a free agent quarterback now that it seems like this is potentially going to become a carousel here as the years move on. As of right now, they have top five in cap space next season. So, you know, if some quarterback becomes available, you go get him there or, or draft Uh-oh. in the draft. 
Uh-oh. Who's it going to be, AJ? Yeah. Who do you think? Aaron Rodgers. Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers in that mustache walking into Pittsburgh? Oh, my God. Hey, he loves Pittsburgh, too. Oh. He loves the city. Oh, my God. Imagine Brett Michaels. Here we go. Steelers. Here we go. See, you did the correct cadence. Thankfully. Here we go, Steelers. Here oh, we go. Yeah, he did do it wrong. I forgot about that. With his old, you, with you his did whole hat on. Yeah. He just puts that hat on. Uh-huh. You thankfully did the correct one. Brett has really fucked that up. Bro, he's got that helmet he just pulls out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> fucking puts it on. Dude, he's a legend. Oh, I hate that. Man. That fucking terrible towel is just batting the thing that's recording, too. It's like he's casting a fishing line where he hits that fucking thing. Gorgeous. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Happy to have him on our side, you know? Yes. Yeah. Because He's passionate. What, you going to be mad at a passionate fan? No, no, because every rose has its thorn, dude. And listen, having mm-hmm. him on our side is nothing but fantastic, I think. Um, uh, you know who else? Uh, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Former Super Yenzer guy. Billy Gardell. Billy Gardell. Hey, he's got a new commercial. You see him? He's on commercial. Oh, I mean, he's really? He's a superstar. He is. He, he's like a spokesperson for Billy. Hey, Pittsburgh's starting to really grow now here. We got Brett <laughs> how did, Michaels. How did we get to that? How do we get to Billy Gardell being in a commercial? Being a dire Swiss veil. I did not expect to hear a Yinzer accent on the commercial that it's on. I was like, okay, here we fucking go. <laughs> We're coming out of here. Our Brett Michaels. Snoop's obviously not from Pittsburgh. Big Steeler fan, though. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's getting a little bit of love here yes. as we're growing up. If if Aaron puts on the black and gold, uh, I request Pat for you to come out of retirement, punt the ball for the Steelers, and AJ as well. Could have you line back up in the middle of the three yeah. four. No put your helmet down, no. run through the hole. Oh yeah. Think of the and knock people out. Think of the pre-show me and AJ could do while everybody else is oh. warming up to play. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. It makes too much sense. Bob Spokane is basically a carbon copy of AJ. He could be yeah. his protege out yeah, there. You're right. No. You're right. Bob, hey, Bob's head and jaw are much harder than mine. Ah. Doubt it. You don't mean that. He does have a neck, though, that yeah. rivals your neck from back in the day. Mm-hmm. His teeth have never turned into dust, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun little fact we learned about you yesterday. AJ Hawk, for those that are listening that didn't hear this yesterday, because it is a three-hour show. Now, although we have learned that people watch on an average for 42 minutes at a clip. Awesome. Whoa! <laughs> Thank you, shit. obviously. We don't know why you're doing what you're doing, but we do appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, guys! Thank you, everybody's yeah. watching. But yeah, that's an insane stat, okay? That's an insane yeah. that's an insane stat. But I mean, I forgot where I was headed actually. AJ's just, teeth <laughs> grinding yeah. into dust. God damn, if you missed it yesterday, think about that. 40 I was as I was saying it cuz we had just learned it like uh yesterday into this morning. As I was saying it, I was like I've never watched anything for 42 minutes straight. I could not fucking <laughs> fathom somebody doing that. So we appreciate the hell out of you. But yesterday, maybe after hours after we went off serious or whatever, AJ talked about hitting somebody so hard that he went to pick up his tooth on the on the field and it was dust. His his tooth and he had four roots root canals he's yeah. had four root canals because he throws his gigantic jaw and face into other people refuse to wear a mouthpiece i don't know if bob spokane's doing that to, to gumpy's point i'm not 100 sure bob spokane is just shredding teeth which is would need four root canals with how hard he's hitting people but he also says like hey science a mouthpiece isn't that bad of a thing well i mean first off bob's much smarter than i am so yeah i, I he should wear a mouthpiece but by the way, I didn't do, I didn't, my, it was just one tooth that got, you know, kind of disintegrated, but it wasn't because I hit somebody so hard. It was actually one of the worst ones. It was like a stalemate. 
with me and the dude. Like, oh, they always hurt the worst. Oh. You see those guys that just slap each other on the other side of tables? I don't I don't I cannot comprehend like how they take those. Me neither. And that little tatted guy, oh, what was yeah. he doing? I love watching that. Animal. I love that guy. Like okay? they catch him in the ear sometimes, I feel like. And it's a it's actually like just a it's like a palm punch yeah. where you're trying to do the thing, but that little tatted guy, what a fucking icon that guy is. Yeah. All right, there's a 350-pound slap world champion, and I'm going to sign up to just go ahead and get smacked right in the mouth by this guy. And he smacked him first, and it was it was it was a very weak. He was there strictly to get knocked out. Yeah, and I appreciate that. It was a non-conference once. Still eating out of a straw. You said it was a non-conference. It's like the non-conference bracket. Oh, okay. It's like That's the, how it works for it's those, the yeah. open. Yeah, I've started to watch those. I've watched. I've watched a whole like three-hour one, and they start off with like the easy ones, the kids that get knocked out, and they make it the highlight film. So, what, <laughs> so if you watch the documentary, the three-hour one, and I appreciate the people that do make it to the highlight film, and all those that just fell short on the editor's floor, we apologize <laughs> for your jaws getting smacked out of your fucking faces for that, not even getting to see it. But there's always a crew of people catching them. If they get knocked out, that's how they lose? Because I've seen people get knocked out and get right back up. And it's like, how do you determine a winner in that seat after watching that? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't get, I don't understand it still. Okay. <laughs> Three hours. Three <laughs> hours <laughs> of a time. In one of those highlight films, too, the dude who knocked out the guy with the tats all over his body, he went up against the guy, and they went yeah. at, at least it. 10 rounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just banging it, banging it, banging it, and they were both and just eating. The video ended. You yeah, remember yeah. the video oh, ended yeah. without telling us who won? No idea. It was like, you decide who won. It was like, that's how they're doing it? Just like so people can watch and decide who wins? Shout out to these smack yeah. artists. I, I don't know what they are, but they are. When that makes it into my timeline, I'm always like, who are these people? I mean, that's, it's kind of awesome. I don't have that trait. AJ, I think you do well in there. No, I watch those and I get scared when I see those guys, when, especially when they're sitting there and they know the guys, like the guys kind of line them up, getting ready to hit them. I'm like, how do you just stand there and you know, he may catch part of my ear. He's definitely getting my temple. Like, best case scenario, I get knocked out, and they catch me, and I don't fall and hit my head and die. Well, how about the pump fakes that come? Yeah. Yeah. They they, they line them up, you know, and then right they take there. it back, and oh. then they'll even do like a... Ooh, oh, and then you see their yeah, shit. All right. And then, no, no, we're not doing... And then all of a sudden, that one's coming, and it's... Full palm, uh-huh. right to the jaw with a smack of the ear hole. So maybe we blow yeah. out your eardrum, <laughs> yeah. and then goes right through that. And some of you, oh, and then they're right back up. Are you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, 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 and then on the other side, it's just that seems like a very yeah. aggressive sport. But I like to see that it is thriving and surviving still. I think. Yeah. So to answer your question, the slam champ is still vastly uh, Kamasta Sky. Okay. He's a Russian uh, slap. He's the one that won it. He's the big guy? Yeah, he's the one that wins it all. The bearded guy? Mm-hmm. The famous guy? Yeah, his name is Vasily, V-A-S-I-L-Y, K-A-M-O-T-S-K-I-Y. And so, he is, I'd assume he's... Vasily, right? Uh-huh. Nah. Well, that's Vasily. Russian, who knows. Like the Vasily guy, the streaker kid. Uh-huh. Oh, there you go. Good time. Is that Italian or Russian? Uh, Russian. Russian. He says Russian, oh, but... Russian Vasily? Mm-hmm. Huh. Could be Polish. Yeah. Those Russians, though, they're training those hockey kids to fight when they're like four or five. True. Yeah. They drink vodka for breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's throw yeah. Hey, the Russians are fucking, they're out there slapping each other for fun in these things. Do we know what happened to the tattooed guy? Because I swear I saw one where they had him just weekend at Bernie's up there, and oh, the guy yeah. basically got a free smack. Might have killed yeah, him. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> 
Unfortunately, he's not lit. His eyeballs. No, turned. let's. Okay, we don't know. That's he's one of the. Over his, the eyeballs, shoulder, his, his eyeballs. His eyeballs went fully black. Yeah, I did see them holding him up, propping him up. Mm-hmm. There. Oh, his yeah. eyes are tattooed. Wait, that's why. Do, do they prop him up and and let him get hit? They oh yeah. Him up to get hit? Oh yeah. Uh, you got to slap back, obviously. And normally, whenever you're being propped up, your smack, I guess, is not as no, as gotta, powerful. Turn so they prop you back up there, and then you hold that thing, and then you you give your smack, and they're like, "All right, it's coming back again. Here yeah. we go. Get ready for round two, here, pal." And then it boom out again. And then I think they prop him back yeah. up again. And then he's like, all right, are we still doing this? Maybe put his arms over two guys' shoulders and kind of just let him sit there and get ready for it. And that guy signed up for it. He did. And I appreciate him for doing that. He yeah. knew he was going to get knocked out three, four times in a matter of 10 minutes. And uh, he was like, give it to me. I want it all. And we appreciate his service for sure, especially on the internet, because yeah. that six-second clip is worth it. For thank, sure. thank you, guy. Thank you, pal. Thank you, Tattoo Eyes. If those guys, if, if those guys don't have CTE in the future, then we know it's not real. CTE. Well, you gotta look at the dumb. <laughs> What's that? AJ, that guy's dead. He passed no, 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 several no. years ago. No, no, no. Study his brain. See if see what it looked like. In Actually there. disintegrated uh, yeah. on one of the smashes. Well, yeah, you should see it. They try to get his teeth. Yeah, yeah, couldn't do it. Let's go to Peyton in Minneapolis. What's going on, Peyton? Hey, Pat. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good. How are we doing today? Not too shabby, man. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So, um, like a year ago, I applied uh, for the U.S. bobsled team just kind of as a joke, and I was thinking about that today and wanted to ask you, since you already conquered, you know, baseball, football, and wrestling, Mm. and obviously, like, Pachos boxing, uh, what are the odds you'd have to, like, try out for that? Because, like, the only requirement is pretty much to have, like, refrigerator size. Um, I think you got that covered. Thank you, Peyton. What are the odds you uh, bring gold? Peyton's talking about me becoming an Olympian. Yeah. Yeah, huh? Yep. I appreciate that, Peyton. I do think all you got to have is big thighs. Though. That's all they kind of look for. Yeah. A former yeah, teammate man. of mine, Sam Giger, okay, was a wide receiver that played for us. Uh, he played in the CFL as well. He ended up on the Canadian bobsled team, I think, after he played for us. That's specimen of a man. We're talking like 4-3 runner, sprinter, massive, very, you know, he's just – I think he might have had 0% body fat somehow. It was very impressive. I think it's very difficult to get one of those positions. I think uh, Walter Payton maybe did it. Yeah, he did it for a little bit. I don't know if he made the Olympic team, but the the track runner, the girl, is – currently doing that right Lolo. now Lolo, Lolo Jones, Jones. yeah it, it's not easy I think that is a very difficult thing and I appreciate the compliment Peyton but I'll tell you what my competitive speed not too shabby you know get me in a flag football game or a backyard football in that they need straight line speed you got to be as fast and as powerful as you possibly can be you got to be shredded too because you are in spanks your entire thing any extra weight not good you're tight in there I, I don't think that's the uh, maybe AJ though I think it should be yeah. you, you Saquon AJ Dillon and Najee Harris Mm. With you driving the sled. Well, Najee's driving because he drove nine and a half hours he to get did. to his uh, his, <laughs> con- his oh, pro yeah. day, which is very nice of him to do that. Uh, that's what we'll transition right into. <laughs> uh, Najee Harris could not fly uh, back for the pro day happening in Alabama because of a big storm. He got in a car, drove nine and a half hours, said, I'm going to be there for my teammates. And also <laughs> potentially chat with some scouts, but also <laughs> I know that no stupid storm is going to hold me back. I'm going to drive. I'm a big Najee Harris fan. I like that kid a lot. Well, you had him on the show, right? Yeah, he was fun. I thought he had. I, did, I had no idea what to expect, and I watched it, and I thought he was he was a lot of fun. Didn't you say he caught some? What did he get some backlash for? Yeah, was he making fun of the fans? Yeah, because he said uh, <laughs> he said um, you know being 
an absolute stud for Alabama. I'd assume around town down there, probably pretty recognized people. I'd assume you talk to. Yeah, and he used to just fuck with people and say War Eagle and then walk out right past him. And now in Alabama, you know, Roll Tide War Eagle. That is, mm-hmm. so you see somebody that's a Roll Tide hero saying something about Auburn. And, and there was a lot of fans that came out and said, not a good look, just bashing your own fans or whatever. So, I mean, that could drop them in the draft, I guess. Ooh, it's a joke. He was a, I wasn't, isn't that California kid? And he, he came, he was talking about the difference with like fandom. Yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't talk about it. Those stupid people, though, that think that that's potentially going to drop him in the draft because he did that. Are, I, somebody really thought that? Oh, that's, those were the tweets. That was the tweets we were getting after he came on the show. Oh, yeah. I think it, if I was a GM and I watched that, his stock would go higher, not because of what he said about the fans, but because he showed like personality. I'm like, this dude a human. would be great in any locker room. He seemed like a very fun, positive dude. Yeah, and I don't think that gets talked about a lot on these interviews. It, it always feels like people are looking for the gotcha statements, but I think it's not a bad idea to look like, oh, will that guy fit in with our culture? Like, is that a guy we want in the locker room? And I think there's a couple people we've talked to on this show that my entire thoughts of them changed completely in a positive way, I think, after mm-hmm. like seeing them. And, and I do believe that I would assume there's some scouts in the NFL that watch like interactions that people have with the media. And they're like, all right, are they going to give away our entire playbook? And are they going to be absolutely insufferable to be around in person? That is a big deal, you know? Yeah. And also, like, if we do end up giving this guy a second contract, what's he going to be like? Like, yeah, how does he fit in? Can you imagine talking to some guy? I'm sure you get it like a if you're a GM or you're a scout, you can know right away if this guy would fit in or not. Because some guys think if a guy's just super quiet and like standoffish and doesn't, I don't know, just acts like it's he's a bigger deal than yeah. the GM or scout he's talking to. Yeah, I, I think you and I though, you know, just like you said earlier, we might hold a little bit more of a grudge. And be, yeah, that motherfucker thinks he's better than me, huh? <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, you know you're right. I, mean? I could. You could probably tell like. I'm sure by the handshake and how he greeted you, I'm like, nah, definitely not picking this dude. Motor City Dan Campbell's yeah. like, Ooh. hey, what's going on? All right, never mind. Nice talk, <laughs> bud. Not, not going to be a lion. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Dan Campbell has success. Yes. But that's a guy, after your interview, everyone was like, man, how can you not root for this guy, to your point? Yeah, and very early, I guess, in Motor City Dan Campbell's introduction to the everyday lexicon. It was not as positive. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> Fucking Dan Campbell. Nobody wanted to be the coach. What if he would have came out and said, nobody wanted to be the coach here? People were talking about <laughs> me getting this job over him, but I was the only one that would take it. Get off my fucking ass. <laughs> now we're eating kneecaps. Now we're, I, I, I love him. I do too, man. How can you not? I'm a big fan. All you, all you have to do is win, and you can do whatever you want as the head coach. Winning cures everything. Everything. I'm so sorry for interrupting this incredible listen that we have provided today. Yeah, it's a good one. If you're still listening, just know we appreciate you. Good people. We understand. We understand what's going on. But I just want to let you know, this tournament season, take care of your hair and holes with the best tools for the job, shall you? Shall you? You shall. We're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped, the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped performance package to keep all your hair and holes tamed. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com forward slash Pat M for our exclusive offer. Okay. Your bracket sucks. Oh, yeah. Everyone's does. It's not perfect. 
But with Manscaped Performance Package, you can be confident that your nose, ear, and ball pubes will be perfect. The Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and the number one overall seed this season. I like that. Every year running, by the way. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them. Included in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes of yours. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair, major turnoff. The amazing bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. It checks every single box for a Final Four run. Yes! Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. That's pretty cool. Okay, Manscaped, shout out. Get 20% off and free shipping with code PATM at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping us sexy during the big dance get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com forward slash pat m 20% off free shipping m-a-n-s-c-a-p-e-d.com forward slash pat m when things get hairy make sure to call on manscaped in clutch time it is awesome yeah best product out there makes no sense how it doesn't nick anything Mm -mm. it's a game changer if you're thinking if you've thought about it like can't imagine it being as good as it is it is yeah and once you see how much horsepower this thing has it's got a hemi on her yeah and then the ear and nose hair trimmer just gets up and, mm-hmm. yeah, and does not have. does not nick snag mm-hmm. or tug it's, unbe- it's unbelievable what they've been able to do this is something nobody thought you'd be able to revolutionize they have and it makes your life better right now 20 percent off and free shipping manscaped.com forward slash pet m back to the show it is time for a brand new segment. Foxy, please. It's Tones. Tones Future. Tones Future. Fortune. That's right. It's time for our Italian friend who gambles a lot to tell us some futures bets that he likes and he's been eyeing on FanDuel Sportsbook. Diggs, what do you have, pal? All right, so we were fucking around hey, this good morning. Jingle, good jingle. <laughs> Great jingle. Wow. Good jingle, boy. Uh, just looking around on FanDuel and I started getting the division, looking at divisions for NFL next year. And I found some value. I think that I found some value. Okay. Number one being Browns plus 200 to win the AFC North. Okay, Ooh. plus 200 for those that don't gamble. Double your money there. No Correct. big deal. How you doing? Keep it moving. The Browns just loaded up, Diggs. Mm-hmm. I assume that's what you're thinking, even though you're a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. fan? Diehard oh. Steelers fans. They lost some of their key contributors. We'll worry about them later. The Ravens, I don't know. I'm still not. But the Browns. Second year in Stefanski's offense. Oh. So you think they're going to do a little bit better there. They get Odell back. So oh, they even have to go to free oh, agency to go to wide receiver. They added John Johnson, Troy Hill, Malik Jackson, oh, uh, wow. Anthony Walker, I believe, from a Colts wow. uh, on the defense side of the ball. Uh, Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit are coming back from injury. I like the Browns next year in the AFC North. Plus 200, good value. Okay, somebody should clip him saying, I like the Browns next year in the AFC <laughs> North and just leave that out there because <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be shoved right down the Cody oh, yeah. Cowboys Steeler fan base's yep. throat there. But with with that being said, Andrew Barry over there. There you go. Andrew Barry is our GM. He has come from the Indianapolis Colts. Now he's their general manager. He was a quarterback at Harvard. Okay. Ooh. He came up through the Bill Polian system in Indianapolis. I was hoping whenever he was like 26 or something, I, I don't 
I don't know if that was actually his age. I think so. Whenever the Colts general manager was up for Bill Polian, I was actually, after getting a chance to know Andrew Barry as, you know, he was a mid-20s guy, much different than I am. But we did have conversations, you know, about the whole thing. I was hoping we would hire him as a GM. He has basically been a general manager, I, f- I think, since the day I met him, I would assume since he came out of college. Incredibly intelligent incredibly calm cool been there done that doesn't get too worked up and he knows like we got to go get it here. Mm-hmm. like, like mm-hmm. i i'm a big andrew barry fan i think the cleveland browns have been the same old bronze the bronze is the bronze for a long time this could be for real playoff yeah get a win yeah this could be the time where this dog pond who's been sitting in the outhouse with no roof on that thing shitting in the mud mm-hmm they could potentially experience a little bit of the high life with Andrew Barry and this Cleveland Brown squad. Now, Baker Mayfield, is he going to be there for the next five, ten years? Nobody knows. But you bring back Odell Beckham with what Baker did last year, which was unbelievable. Hunt and Chubb. Then you got Jarvis Landry Jeez. and also Austin Hooper. Mm-hmm. And then they got Miles Garrett on D-line. Mm-hmm. They tried to add J.J. Mm-hmm. Hey, plus two hunch, double your money. Towns. Towns. Future. Town's future fortune. We'll revisit that tomorrow because I think that is something we should stick with. Um, I would like to say I separate my fandom from gambling. Uh, so, no know. suffix out of you, dude. Yeah, because you, you know what? what? Like a prefix and a suffix. Got it. There it is. It's the after. Okay. Junior. Deuce. The third. Exactly. No deuces. No deuces. So no suffixes on Especially not on our FanDuel accounts. No, 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 no. Don't need any of those. Mm-mm. Come on, computer. Remind me tomorrow. <laughs> Let's go to Rich in Chicago. <laughs> Rich, what's going on? <laughs> Rich. Hey, boys. How you doing? Hey, just hanging out, man. Me and this computer uh, have a, quite a love-hate relationship. Need it for sure, but uh, who knows how much longer it'll be lasting. What do you want to talk about, pal? Uh, so... I want to get to Andy Dalton, the Bears, from Chicago. I feel like Zito could help us out with this. But uh, I have been told by my intern, who tweeted that tone through our company page, that thank you for making him a lot of money last night, and he looks forward to Hammer Don okay. tomorrow Don, or whenever it is toward the Sweet 16. Um, get to Andy. My intern. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, whew, man, he, he's making money off that. But, uh, That's not what we're saying. So, so you, so you wanted to call into this show, Rich? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Andy Dalton, $10 million for you. Is it worth it? Great question, Rich. Thank you, sir. Hell yeah. I thought we were going to what him off the mic. (laughs) He he didn't really. I mean, you know, I appreciate the fact that he came in and established himself. Mm -hmm. Hey, I got people that work for me. Mm -hmm. All right, they tweet from our company account. All right? Know that we got shit popping off over here. I do appreciate that. Let off with Andy Dalton. Said, hey, Tone Diggs has been making him a lot of money. Shout out to the intern. intern. Not sure what the company is, but wait for that intern to keep making his money. He's going to buy that company. It's going to be his account. Uh Uh-oh. Rich, you better watch your back. That's what he's going to say. Andy Dalton, $10 million. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Come on. It's Andy Dalton. Now, Mm -hmm. I've heard that you guys are not out of the running for Russell Wilson just because Mm -hmm. one massive Mm -hmm. offer that was negotiated in Fargo, North Dakota, Mm -hmm. was turned down. Allegedly, that doesn't mean that this thing is completely over. Wait until draft night to see what Seattle does, they say, which is at least you guys get an expiration date in Chicago to find out whether or not, you know, Andy Dalton's going to be your guy going forward. If If you don't know Andy Dalton, though, 
He's going to go out there and win you some games. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's right. Hey, I'm not saying Chicago Bears automatically become, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. No. Sure. Playoff potential. You know, maybe. I'm right. not saying that. Maybe. 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 Andy Dalton, though, the way he's being perceived is strictly because they thought Russ Wilson was coming. Yeah. Then Andy Dalton comes hours later, and it's like, we thought we got Sierra's husband. Yeah. <laughs> we got Andy Dalton now all of a sudden. Kind of put Andy Dalton in a terrible position yeah. because everything is in relation to. Okay, so I think A.J. Hawk has said this before, and it's, it's a very true statement. Like, for those people that you think are rich, they'll get around a group of people and they, they shit out the amount of money that that person has. Yeah. Everything's in relation to. If, if somebody is super athletic and then you put them around in, in your town, you put them around people around the country, like, every, are they still? Everything's in relation to. So Andy Dalton was compared, not next to Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles, no. who were the previous quarterbacks of the Chicago Bears that led them to a very abysmal offensive yeah. run this Mitch. past year. I, maybe you do, I don't know. But instead, Andy Dalton was compared to, by Chicago Bears fans, to a quarterback that was never a Chicago Bear, <laughs> that was potentially, allegedly gonna be a Chicago Bear. So whenever you start comparing Andy Dalton to Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles, I think there's a much easier conversation for Bears fans to have. But in relation to Russell Wilson, that is a tough thing for people to buy. And I think Andy Dalton would even be like, yeah. oh, come though, I was coming in here because Mitchell stunk, yeah. yeah. Foles stunk, maybe Nagy stinks or whatever. But instead, Bears fans, because they heard some rumors, they're like, no, our comparison is what this offense would look like with Russell Wilson. Now we got you in here, son mm -hmm. of a bitch. So yeah. kind of stinks for Andy Dalton. But if you're a Bears fan, especially one that has an intern that's tweeting from your company that's gambling on Diggs' picks, <laughs> I think you should potentially be a little bit pissed off because you thought it was Russ. But in comparison to Mitchell and Nick, it's a much different conversation. Taking there. Russ out of the equation, Fitzpatrick got $10 million, Dalton got $10 million, Brissette got five million which one of those three i would take i would take fitz magic yeah of Play course up. but jacoby i love jacoby weapon i would put jacoby at 10 million as what well. like now granted that's what miami offered him and miami's been doing incredible things down there obviously yeah. with salary cap and everything mm -hmm. going on of course and building and then tearing it down and building yeah. oh yeah mm -hmm. tear down that wall <laughs> Is what the Miami well, Dolphins said to that Larry, defensive line. With Larry Guy. Well, listen, you've been oh, in a workhorse like Lawrence work. Guy. I mean, he's yeah. all-decade team for the Patriots. I mean, that is a guy you do bring in there. They did cut, kind of swap Kyle Van Noy with Lawrence Guy. Yeah. Which Dolphins are paying. Pretty good move there when you think about it. I mean, for if you can get Larry sides, Guy, yeah. you get Larry Guy. I agree. But you could have had Larry Guy and Kyle Van Noy, so yeah. he would have been doing a lot of things. You cut him, obviously. Now you're still paying him. and mm -hmm. He's playing within the division a couple of times, but. It's just a little too smart for the Dolphins to do that. Jacoby Brissett deserves more respect. But yeah. it's also, yeah. he got hurt, and then obviously Phillip Rivers comes in, and then the Colts kind of let him go and say, he, we don't. I think Frank Reich said to uh, Albert Breer in that Monday morning quarterback thing with Sports Illustrated, which is run by Peter King. Uh, I think Albert Breer runs it now. Really? I believe so. I think oh, I think shit. Pete King handed it off to him, if I'm not mistaken. Is Peter King not associated with it? Uh, I think he does something else now. Football Morning in America, I believe it's called. Are they com they're competitors? Yeah, they're competitors. Pete's with NBC now. So Pete said, "Albert Breer, you do your thing here. Yeah, I'm out Albert of here." Did Albert Breer say, "Get on out"? Did Albert Breer say, "Get on out"? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I don't so. Think so. I think Pete grabbed the I cash think, bag from NBC, and, and I believe I could be wrong here, but I believe Albert Breer was just next man up. Here well, we congrats to Peter King getting paid. Come on, Pete. Pete will never come on this show again. No. <laughs> I like Pete's work, but, I mean, 
he basically just set me up for failure numerous times and just acted like it was okay. Basically oh, yeah. said, hey, Pat, do you even know how to write? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did say that. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. He wanted me to write, what, a thousand-word thing three weeks ahead of time? Three so we thousand. Three thousand-word <laughs> thing three weeks ahead of time so he could see, walk through it or whatever? All right, Pete. Okay, I'm not doing that. When's it Dubai? Believe it or not, Pete, I got other things I do. Yeah. Okay, and I am incredibly honored to be doing this because I guess he does these guest writers or whatever. And I was asked to do it. I was pumped because nobody's seen me write really before. I enjoy writing a lot like it is something I do to pass time. And especially in the world that we were in there, I thought I could potentially put something together. Yeah, he wanted it like four weeks. And this was after he set up an appointment at my house and canceled. Uh, and then came on the show and didn't come on. Yeah. yeah. All right. There is a tweet where he passed the torch over to Albert Breer. Yep. Like a baton, did he do like the handshake thing? Well, it starts off well. Albert Breer is Monday morning quarterback now. Well, Albert Breer's been doing a hell of a job. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> now, Peter King, obviously, we are fans of, but he did, I mean, he did call me a stooge numerous times right to my face. Basically. Pretty That's much. Tough. Pretty much. Son of a bitch. He did sell to NBC, though, so. Yeah. He's been around a long time. Guy's done a lot for football. They're just saying he won't be on this show. Uh -huh. No, no. Well, Albert Breer is Monday morning quarterback and holding it down superbly. Ah. Time marches on. Thanks for reading. Wow. Is that lyrics from uh, 3.35 in the morning? Hootie? He's up, by the way. That's <laughs> yeah. why. It's not like he's still up. By the way. He's getting up at that point. That's right. Mark Wahlberg style. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Tweets, golfs, Bibles, mm -hmm. prayers. Pass the torch. Interviews. <laughs> <Breakfast>. Torch pass. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Albert Breer interviewed Frank Reich. And Frank Reich said, like, we had Jacoby... We, we didn't know if he was our guy, though, so we kind of moved on. Phil Rivers, he was a short-term replacement. They were talking about drafting the long-term answer at quarterback, which, by the way, I would assume was in every team's plans if they didn't have a quarterback. But after the Andrew Luck situation, that seems like it really – now, Ballard had this entire plan of how he was going to build offensive line. We're going to have a great defense. We're going to do this whole thing. And then Andrew uh, got an injury again right before the season, and who knows what was going to happen. He decides to retire eight days before the season. Now they're scrambling. Let me trade in for Jacoby here. Let me do this. That really set – that entire organization back. Now, Jacoby came in with eight days preparation or whatever, did well that first year. They did not win a lot of games. Then, obviously, uh, whenever Phil comes in and plays, they play good. They didn't – they play, they win, uh, they go into the playoffs. They do good. Okay, and Dallas Clark said that was a superb gig, which I agree, dropping in in the COVID year and getting a win and getting to the playoffs and all that. But, you know, with that core, that nucleus at the Colts, you think like, hey – this team could win a Super Bowl. Now, they don't have um, a lot of offensive weapons, and T.Y. Hilton's not there anymore, but you would think they're one great quarterback away, like one Andrew Luck away, yeah. potentially. You know, So I assume Chris Ballard maybe has a drink or two some nights and goes, if that motherfucking guy didn't retire, <laughs> oh yeah, if somebody would have just not had him die the first five years of his career, mm. if he didn't, you know, like, man, we would have, we would be, we would be in the conversation every single year, the way they play. So now they're like, how do we do this long-term? What do we do? They hope Carson Wentz is going to be the long-term answer. And Frank Reich said it felt like it was, the universe was speaking to them almost because there was a chance for Carson to come back. It just seemed like it was everything. All the dots were lining up. And, I mean, we'll see. I hope so. When he sat here, it changed my opinion of him. He was oh, a lot yeah. more of a human than I thought he was. Oh, yeah. they, I mean, they spent all their money around protecting Andrew Luck. 
you know and then it's like draft capital yeah exactly and then he leaves and it would be just like oh shit what are we gonna do but don't you think jacoby will get uh he'll start some games in miami this year and he'll show out too yeah jacoby will show out. i would think he's gonna get an actual opportunity down there i hope so we don't know what the fuck the miami dolphins are doing true i mean it's two of the guy i mean not the guy it seems like if two of plays like dog shit the first week they might yank him and two has, been, two has been working out though yeah he's ready, dude bicep True. curls every day he's ready here we go we do have to remember he was coming off a pretty bad injury last massive year. injury hip he's a injury rookie. he's a rookie yeah there you go gump gump's coming around on it he went six and three as a rookie you hear gump coming around uh-huh. on gump loves him here we go gump does not love it i mean i'm just learning this now yeah <laughs> loves him gump loves him yeah right. always gump. loved him Gump got his jersey. Got his jersey. I love yeah. anybody Gump. who wears the Dolphins jersey. We all know that. You throw that Dolphins tarp on, you're good with me. How about that coach that was uh, snorting? Uh, uh, the line coach. Yeah. Oh yeah, the answers mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, dreaming about you. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Meeting in the bathroom, twenty minutes. That was awesome when that came out. That I mean, obviously not coaching. an awesome situation. No. I hope he's okay. Everybody battles their demons. That one I never understood because you're literally just sending that right to the brain. And I never, I get accused of that a lot by people because I'm a high energy person. By the way, it has been happening to me my entire life. Complete opposite. But I need the other, I, I, I go the other way. I, I'm, I'm going, I, yeah, I, I need not do that. But that video, that guy, that thing might have made it around all the NFL locker rooms within a minute and a half, maybe. You see what this fucking guy's doing? It, whoa, 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 whoa. And then you get like some friend down in Miami who sends a message. You should have seen him at meetings. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> it just starts going around or whatever. And then the story starts coming out. It's like them dolphins down there just living their best life, that guy. Do you think he got another gig? Is he, is he, I, I, he's probably working for a team right now, isn't he? Like, you know. Oh, what was his name? I didn't know the guy existed beforehand, mm-hmm. and I still couldn't tell you the guy's name. <laughs> Dolphins right now. line yeah. coach Coke is what I searched. I found him right away. Well, that's what I'm well, saying, though. That's, yeah. <laughs> wait, so say. If that guy got another job, I'm not sure the school that, or the team that's hiring him is saying, hey, you remember that guy that was just taking rails in the middle of the afternoon at his, in his office? Forster. We mm-hmm. just, oh, see, yeah, we didn't need to do that. If Bring he turned in. it around, see, though, see. he might be a character coach for a team. We didn't have to do that. O-line coach for the Niners. Niners. There you go. That's what I'm saying. They've been up and going. I got a good offensive line, too. They run the ball. They run the ball. They're never stopping over there. And they got Trey Williams back. That guy was in. That guy was in love, love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, love, love. Love will make you do some things, man. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there. I've I've not been there. (laughs) Not quite. He had the Dolphins (laughs) polo on in Uh the thing, too. Uh Uh I wish he would have went like through the building while he was doing it. Yeah. Here's a cold tub. Yeah. I wish we were in there, you know, recovering from our great time. Then we get in the hot tub, just like we did that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Dolphins are awesome. I don't really know I'm a fan. Yeah, of course. But they don't have a clue what the fuck they're doing down there right no, now, I don't think. Two is quarterback till he isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jacoby Brissett gets an opportunity. He's going to do well. They'll figure they'll, Then they'll have to make a decision. Or are we going to go with Jacoby because he's still young enough to be the guy? Mm-hmm. It'll be an interesting little cycle down there. The machine will keep going. You know what I mean? Down in Miami. If if they don't like him, I mean, they have the number three pick. They could take somebody else if they really wanted to. Well, and, I mean, not just the number three overall pick. Yeah, and the they have four and picks the, yeah. in the top 50 yeah, picks. Yeah. It's going to be a very new-looking Dolphins squad. Mm-hmm. And maybe Tua... One year removed from having to come back from a terrible hip injury becomes a guy. Mm-hmm. Are the Dolphins back? Whoa. What's the future on them, Tone? <laughs> 
can't believe you listen to this show. Yeah, hey, hats off. Cheers to you. Yeah. Cheers to you. Made it this far. Congrats. Hashtag end of pod squad. We should give away yeah, something. There we go. A couple thousand bucks we'll mm-hmm. give away. Ty will figure it out. Take some pictures of where you're listening, whatever you're doing. Uh, let us see what's going on and how you ended up this far along into this show. That's fair. You deserve it. Yeah, I think so. Long, hard road you got to this point to listen mm-hmm. to this show. Oh, yeah. Right around two hours, I think. I'm assuming there's not a lot of entries into this one. Probably not. Hashtag end of pod squad, a couple thousand dollars up for grabs. Ty will figure that out. Ty will also play some independent music to propel you people into a beautiful Tuesday. We're back tomorrow with a big, good show. Be a friend, tell a friend. We appreciate the hell out of you. See ya.